0: What? Hey, wake up, man. What's wrong with you? Oh. Oh, shit, it's you. Hey, you should have been with me last night, man. You won't believe what happened. Oh, hey, man, I was on a UFO. I really was, man. Yeah. You never uh. tasted this before, man. Hey, try this,
1: man. I try
0: it to pull I... your head off.
2: No! <laughs> Over Over all Over all
0: the With life the tonight the
2: life
3: Okay, I am number six, and this is TMP Live. Uh, i'm not joined today by lisa blanger she's a little under the weather so everyone send uh, lisa some uh, hp some health points uh for her recovery and everything and hopefully she can join us uh, next week for the tmp office christmas party but uh since i'm just flying solo today i'm going to rely on the chat to uh you know help me out a little bit uh let's have a conversation chat so see we got a few of uh The AM wake-up regulars here in the Rockfin chat, waiting for people to join us on on the Rumble. We'll see how that goes. You guys know that. But um, here's this week's monologue in the meantime. For the past few months, I find myself less and less interested in involving myself in politics the way that most people do. Voting, writing their congressmen, and phone calls to stop bills from passing seem so meek to me when such atrocities are being done with the money and power claimed from me by the U.S. government. I've long since abandoned any notion that violence could be a component of our escape from this situation. We, if we lose our shit, will be dealt with and used as, as examples to make everything worse for the people after us. But no matter how true that may be, our government makes those moves for us. Here at The New Prisoners, we have spoke to you, our audience, on many occasions of the government luring, provoking, and entrapping people into becoming violent. The government puts agents in groups, even in ones like ours, to see which ones of us fit that profile. Add bait and go fishing. Oftentimes, when it's reported about what people had said or had written before their traitorous deeds is never shown to the public. We're just given a description now because the thoughts conveyed are too disturbing and may cause a chain reaction of copycat killers. Wow, what an amazing excuse to execute a cover-up, right? We allow the government to surveil us. We allow them to pretend to be people and to stoke violence among groups that are considered political dissidents or even create said groups for us to join. And when one wrong move by the weakest or most corrupt of us makes the news, we are all painted with that extra broad brush that we paid an exorbitant amount of tax dollars for. Hmm. The news. What the hell is that anymore? During COVID, the news became the whores in the window of the red light district and not in the clean-sounding Roxanne way, but more like the porno grind stuff we talked about last week. So that leaves us with... You know, the seeking of good, clean news, like the kind you would meet at a library. And for someone like me who started years ago looking for alternatives, you will bump into the ones who crawled their way up to the top of the heap. My personal journey into alternative news has taken me from watching and listening to folks like Glenn Beck to replacing that with and wake up Monday through Thursday. There's many reasons for that switch, but the first one that comes to mind for me is that I have never called myself, nor I consider myself, a Christian conservative. The rules of being things like a Christian conservative, aside from my own spiritual beliefs, um, have always prevented me from adopting that identity. I watch those programs sometimes, I, I collect information from them, but I ultimately don't agree with the methods these folks mostly agree on. And that's voting Republican and being Republican, and I am no Republican, and I don't want to be. And in fact, that party deserves to be dismantled just for the wrongs it's done to the people that have supported them with their blood and treasure. Democrats can piss up a rope too. Uh, I I would never consider voting for or supporting most of what I've seen from them in my lifetime, other than maybe going back to watch how some of them opposed their Iraq war. The Green Party is the drizzling shits. And for someone like me who would never tell people, or or would always tell people, I'm sorry, uh, in conversation that I'm sort of libertarian, to keep it simple, I have no desire to join them either. Uh, Not just because they're not a serious threat to anything on a national scale, but because of the paradox of problems that a half libertarian, half corporatist government would produce. I believe the switch to a more autonomous way of being governed has to be one built from the ground up not implemented piecemeal which in my mind would cause tremendous imbalances in things like markets that would ultimately favor the oligarchical class and make things even worse would be more free and have less rules but then subjugated more by oligarchs so When I look for news that's poison for my mind, (laughs) when I find alternatives that fail us and send us into further generations of slavery, I guess all I have is great friends that I've made so far in this journey. Folks like you all listening that are just as disenchanted with how this world actually works allow people like me to create a little world of our own. One without warmongers and faith-peddling institutionalists and ones that we're just serving some sort of industry. For just a few hours of the day that we get to spend together, we have a world of our own. If only the rest out there could see what it's like. And that's this week's monologue. Uh, drop a six in the chat if you feel me. All right. So it looks like we are live on all platforms. Yes. Uh, let me switch over to Rockvin, Make sure that that's going. It says not live. All right. Are we going live now? Yeah, we are live. Oh yeah! All right. So, what's up, Rockfin chat? How you all feeling today? Hope everything is good out there in the world. Um, looks like we got some. Yeah, we got Yona over on the TMP, over on the uh, Rumble. Awesome, awesome to see somebody there. <laughs> and we got Lisa in the chat too. What's up, Lisa? Hope you're feeling good. All right, get better, and we'll we'll get you back on the show next week. All right. But um, let me roll on to the first of the big four, and then we can uh, go from there. And our friend Ryan Graham will be joining us uh, in the next hour. Uh, he has to take care of some some stuff before he jumps on. So he will be joining us, folks. So look out for that. But um, I wanted to roll into this one from our friend Ken Silva because it actually does go into uh, something that happened yesterday uh, that I have to do in an update on because i was originally going to read through this article and say well this is a result of the republicans failing uh their countrymen yet again <laughs> uh with uh passing yet another uh national defense authorization act potentially with this uh, fisa stuff hidden in it it's going to warn you all about that well guess what happened um so it says here uh from ken silva of headline usa watchdog fisa a uh, reform bill would mark biggest surveillance expansion since the Patriot Act. Uh, it says hotels, libraries, coffee shops, and other businesses that provide Wi-Fi could be compelled to serve as surrogate spies, structuring their systems so that they can give the government access to entire communication streams. Oh, that sounds great. So um, now, this was dated uh, December 11th, so this is a, a recent article, folks. It's just four fucking days ago. But already, um, things are sneaking in. Uh, the Senate has already passed uh, the, the bill, and it's on its way to the House, I believe. So, um, But it says here that the legislation purporting to reform the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, just so we know more about it, is set to go to a vote in Congress as soon as Tuesday, but they did it yesterday. Uh, but a civil libertarian watchdog is warning uh, that the supposed FISA fixes would actually mark the big, biggest expansion of domestic surveillance in america since the patriot act so let let me uh let me rephrase this they're saying that the thing that they're doing to fix the problem is actually going to make it worse yeah when have we heard that before um the bill in question is the fisa reform and reauthorization act which is coming out of the house permanent select committee on intelligence and according to the nonprofit brennan center for justice which that name, Brennan, just uh, immediately makes me feel queasy, but apparently they're the good guys in this. Okay. Uh, the bill's name does not match its contents, according to the Brennan uh, Center for Justice. It says, the most insidious aspect of the bill is it's changing the definition. Oh, geez. That's a familiar play, too, isn't it? Uh, that the, the most insidious aspect, it says, of the bill is it's changing the definition of electronic communication service provider. Kind of like they've changed what a platform is, uh, kind of how they've changed like what, um, um, let's see, what editorializing a platform is. Man, um, what they've done in changing definitions of things, just in the past several years, legal definitions, mind you, you know, of, of what Facebook and X now can, ugh, can do to us. Um, and we're going to talk about them a little bit too. Yeah. But, um, now it says here, uh, from Elizabeth goyteen. All right. We give it a shot. Uh, says red alert from her, uh, buried in the house intelligence committee section 702 reform bill, which is, uh, scheduled for a floor vote as soon as tomorrow, which again happened yesterday is the biggest expansion of surveillance inside the united states since the patriot act hmm. so uh going forward to not just uh be entities that have direct access to communications like email and phone service providers i love that just entities just random people that you never elected or ever authorized to be part of your life um yeah they they can sneak into your email and phone services but that could be required to turn over communications. So any business that has access to equipment, it says, meaning like having your own server, your computer, maybe your cell phone, everything. Do you own that shit? Do you do you own the thing, the box of of, of computer components made in China? Um, you know that that's sitting in front of your face right now. Do you own that? I mean, if you own it, why are other people allowed to break into it and surveil you with it? Ah, yeah. That's a tough one. Now, it says uh, that means that hotels, libraries, coffee shops, and other businesses that provide Wi-Fi could be compelled to serve as surrogate spies, so structuring their systems so they can give the government access to entire communication streams. So, yes. No matter where you want to go with your communications, they'll be watching you. Doesn't it make you feel safe? Does it make you feel loved? So let me say, let me send some love actually to the chats right now. Uh, shout out to uh, the Rumble chat over here on TMP. Yeah, compelled. Lisa says, absolutely. Yeah, compelled. Yeah, that's a big part of this article, isn't it? Um, And then uh, it also goes on to say here in the article that the FISA Reform Authorization Act is competing against a bill coming out of the House Judiciary Committee, the Protect Liberty and End Warrantless Surveillance Act, which made it out of the committee earlier this month with a vote of 35 to 2. Now, the House Judiciary's bill would require the FBI to obtain a warrant before they use FISA against a U.S. person. So what that means is that right now as of now there is no requirement that the FBI has to obtain a warrant for you if they want to come after you. I mean isn't isn't that something isn't there something inherently wrong about that? <laughs> so if you're in contact with maybe a foreign person Let's just say that, you know, you, you have a, a hot foreign girlfriend that you're talking to. You know, hopefully it's not, a, you know, a spy or something, right? But say that you're talking to that person and, um, well, just because you're talking to her, then the government has every right to spy on your communications. They're allowed to know everything that you say, everything that goes back and forth, your entire relationship. That's kind of creepy, isn't it? I think so. <laughs> I mean even if you're not up to no good, right? Even if you're not one of those people that is just trying to, you know, burn everything down and take over the country or something like that. Whatever they imagine people are fucking doing uh that deserves all of this uh warrantless surveillance. But I mean with with the way it's working out right now, folks. Um with the way that it's going. I mean, you don't need to do anything wrong, do you? I mean, they could they could just say that you did. It's kind of what I was getting at in the in the monologue a little bit and not to get too paranoid or conspiratorial but how easy is it for the government that does the investigation? That's a crooked investigation, mind you, you know, starting from the beginning. Um, once they start that crooked investigation and start pinning things on you, well then they start leaking things to the media. And then the media starts circling that around, you know, that circular reporting thing. And then, you know, all of the accusations against you, and tell me where you've seen this before, folks, please, the accusations against you or whatever that, you know, the person is in this example, Um, you're only given a description of what those accusations are. you are never re- really given the full evidence. And then because of what my friend Lisa has taught me too, is that people in that position say if they find themselves in any um, you know criminal hot water well then the the next the next step there is is to have a defense attorney offer you a plea deal <laughs> so that way that the government's sources and methods and the, you know the way that it fucked you and the entire american public by its crooked investigation never come out never come out So. Yeah, when you put the people in charge of being the judge, jury, and executioner here, folks, and they're evil. I mean, what do you expect to get out of that equation? <laughs> uh, yeah, at least it says Fox is watching the house. Definitely, definitely. It is like that. Now, it says that um, Congress will likely have to pass one of the bills by the end of the year, so look for that to be a New Year's celebration soon here in the next few days uh, that we'll have another uh, big bill going through the House, apparently, uh, that's going to fund more war. So then we'll talk about that in the next article. But it says uh, Section 702 of FISA, which allows U.S. government agencies to target foreigners outside the U.S. for intelligence purposes. Again, those ones that protected us from all this, right? Uh, Will sunset at the end of the year? <gasps> unless reauthorized by congress so even the built-in fail-safes are always told about you know this, this what's great about our system this has all these built-in fail-safes to it that doesn't let the government take too much of an advantage of you right and take a fucking drink oh now it says here fisa reform is one of the only issues in congress that has a broad bipartisan report uh, but as Headline USA previously reported, top congressional lawmakers are trying to shoehorn the House Intelligence Committee's version of the bill into the National Defense Authorization Act, which just got through the Senate, which funds the military every year. So I don't see the House turning that down, do you? Now, meaning that Republicans would have had to have voted against military funding if they want to oppose the massive expansion of, of surveillance. So, you know, all those, all those alternative voices that are out there just telling you to go vote harder, go vote Republican, you know, wake up and take your country back and whatever. Well, this is what you get from employing those people. You get more war regardless if you want it or not. Um, that puts everybody theoretically in more danger, doesn't it? So, yeah, I I, I I don't I don't understand where this worked out for the American people, but it says along with current lawmakers, former House Judiciary Committee Chairman Bob Goodlatte also spoke against this tactic, and he says there is no reason to rush this process and give the administration what it wants by sneaking HPSCIs deeply flawed proposal into the ndaa good lad said in fact the current section 702 fISA court certification does not expire until april 10th 2024 which means congress has several months to put together a package of real reforms that could justify extending section 702 so that was ken's little warning to us back on the 11th well here we are on the 15th i think and boom maybe Let's see if it loads, folks. Yay, it did. And before we get to this article, yes, Kabuki Theater, Lisa. Thank you. Um, now, let's see what's going on in the Rockfin chat. Let's see here. Yes, we got a lot of people in the Rockfin chat. Thank you very much, everybody showing up on the Rockfin chat today uh, for AM Wake Up, even though it's a TMP takeover on Fridays. Appreciate appreciate you all supporting these streams. Uh, regardless of you know whom we have on week to week and you know what we're talking about here we've had nothing but great support from the people here at am wake up so yeah appreciate you all being a part of this and uh, supporting tmp so now um the article here from new american says uh, senate extends fisa authorization advances the 2024 ndaa to the house now the 2024 national defense authorization act or NDAA passed the Senate last night. So that was uh Thursday night here um, with a vote of 87 to 13, the NDAA authorization authorizes, or was that? So this is dated December 14th. So it says last night. So maybe the 13th. then. Uh. Yeah. It says um, passed last night with a vote of 87 to 13. Now the NDA authorizes eight, 186 billion dollars with the bill authorizing 300 million of that to ukraine for the 2024 fiscal year now that's definitely going to get increased i don't see that being all the money that we're going to give to that racket unless the whole fucking thing's falling apart is it Ooh, doesn't look good over there right now. Well, Now, it does say that Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said that the NDAA will strengthen the U.S. military in potential conflicts that are planned um, against Russia and China. So we, we, we have to fight these other boogeymen constantly with our military folks. So just that that's have to take billions of dollars to do this. Because what else would they do with themselves, right? Noting it will ensure America can hold the line. What line? Where is this line? You take $886 billion fucking dollars from us, and the only excuse for that that you can give us is an imaginary line. Thanks. Thanks for protecting that imaginary line and standing firm oh yeah we're talking about dicks here standing firm against the chinese communist party and their damn communist penises and ensures that america's military remains state of the art at all times around the world yes we have to have that superiority right that that's always been the thing we need to have superiority and when it comes to identification, so that's why they need to have all of your facial scans and ocular scans and why your bank wants you to put your fucking thumbprint on your phone and all that other stuff so they can have all of it and they can ask for it just whenever they want. This is an argument I had with a friend. <laughs> well, not so much of a friend anymore, but a friend a long time ago about what was going on in China just watching what i was getting in the alternative media about china and what was going on there with their social credit system how things were going over there in a technocratically uh run type of society that's ran by corporatists well here we are um so it looks like that warning that warning really got through uh but it says uh, the House and Senate disagreed on provisions in the NDAA addressing abortion and transgender policy issues. Again, what the fuck? What the hell <laughs> does abortion and being transgender have to do with stealing our money to kill other people overseas? Like, well, other than death, other than ultimately death being the, the big connector there. Okay. All right, it makes sense now. Um, Reuters reported last week that Republicans and Democrats agreed to remove provisions from the 2024 NDAA that would block the Pentagon's policy of reimbursing service members traveling to obtain abortions. Okay. So we have to pay people now for their travel to kill their baby. Okay. And coverage of transgender service members, gender reassignment surgery. Oh, that reminds me of one of my favorite cattle decapitation videos. Um, It was banned from YouTube a long time ago before it was cool to be banned from YouTube. I think you could probably still find it on Bloody Disgusting. though. So go check it out. It's called Forced Gender Reassignment Surgery. Yes, quite a twist. Now, a bipartisan group of senators attempted to remove the FISA Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act spying provisions in the NDAA yesterday. Um, Senator Mike Lee, a Republican from Utah, and a Senator Ron Wyden from Oregon tried to whip 41 votes to remove the FISA extension. Uh, Senator Rand Paul, author of the bill, said extending the Section 702 robs Congress of the ability to make reforms now and likely robs Congress of the ability, uh, opportunity to make reforms anytime in the next year. Paul's motion failed to pass with a vote of 65 to 35 democracy thumbs up the nda now uh, ndaa sorry oh, I don't want to forget that extra a uh now advances to the house of representatives where it is expected to pass as soon as this week after which president biden is expected to sign it into law so I guess like at the end of March at the, of the pigs with Nine Inch Nails, I guess we can all sleep soundly and everything is just going to be all right. Oh, no, that was the pigs that get to sleep soundly. So I guess if you're part of the corporatist oligarchy, you you can you can rejoice that the, the money flow for the endless uh, bloodletting overseas uh, that our country is responsible for is going to continue, regardless if you fucking wanted to or not regardless of how many dinner table conversations that you have with your family over the holidays about how horrible this is without how much you scream at your friends sometimes that they're fucking idiots for supporting the corporatist oligarchy and um, relying on them to give them information or to tell them how to think. So, I mean, as far as like an anti-war movement, anybody got anything out there? I mean, I saw that Gerald Salente was doing some stuff a little while back. That seemed pretty cool. I don't think we're getting anywhere, though. How do we get anywhere with this? How do we get anywhere with stopping stuff like this? Is it it really phone calls? Do do we really have to convince people to, like, (laughs) jump on the phone? (laughs) And then and then call their congressman and just leave them uh, a nice little message to please don't vote for the thing that your masters told you to vote for. Yonah's killing it in the Rockfin chat, about the Chinese ground troops not being able to handle our our, our platoons of dickless trannies. (laughs) Yep. Thanks for that. Imagine imagine the 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 ick though the the tremendous amount of fucking ick uh that would exist of taking all of the severed tranny penises and putting them into like bombs so whenever you, the the bomb explodes the the guys are just hit with severed tranny penises is that is that being floated somewhere in a think tank you think guys i think they've already thought of it all right, so uh, moving on to the next article. And here, uh, I might as well put the articles on the fucking screen, huh? Mm, that would have been helpful. Producing. Sometimes. But let's uh, let's talk about this, because uh, this is what I was kind of getting at with the alternative media stuff here, too. And, um, oh, oh, we got, I think we got Steve with us. Ta-da! There it is, the Stoner Doom Metal Van. Steve, up, my friend. How's it going? Oh, not too bad. We got a we got a late start. We've had some technical gremlins thus far. That was uh, on my part, though, because I forgot to show the articles on the screen as I was reading them. Started a little different setup today, and I'm not used to it. But um, other than not having my usual uh, sidekick, uh, Lisa, here with me, she is uh, here in spirit and also in the chat. Just feeling a little under the weather. I want to be on air today, I understand. But I appreciate you joining me. Uh, what's up with you, man? Sounds like you got internets again, so that's good.
4: Yeah, I don't really know what was going on. two days in a row that the internet here, Xfinity, just decided, like, eh, we're going to take four hours off. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, sometimes those 24 hours, 24 hours in a day, it's a lot, it's a lot to have to deal with. And I understand that there's you know, literally hundreds of thousands of people that share that 24 hour real work burden. Uh, yeah. but, you know, who am I to, to, uh, Uh, speak untoward of the great people at pacific gas and electric who really just need their own layer of hell yeah
3: oh pacific gas and electric so i mean when it comes to um monopolies on things how much of a monopoly do they have on everything in that area
4: like, um, well, it's so I guess I guess in this case, it's Xfinity, and they do mostly have the internet monopoly for a good. It's either Xfinity or uh, Comcast. And I yeah. think they're even like parent cover. They're all the same fucking company I don't even know. Um, <clears throat> there's a virtual lock on internet services. The uh, other alternatives are there's some local providers not here. In this particular area, get closer, you get to the Bay Area. Um, and they do okay, but they're usually expensive. And, of course, Starlink, which, you know, I'd, as long as Elon is junking up the night sky with his spy balloons, people are going to have decent internet. Now, it wasn't like that a couple of years ago, but but the, he has uh, he's done sky pollution effectively enough, which nobody ever yells at him for, by the way. Uh, freaking! It's, it, all, all the the lefties that apparently hate him never have a word to say about all of the the surveillance tech uh, surveillance tech you know, around Starlink. Nothing, nary a word, nary a word about the junk in the sky. It's just no, it's fine. But he said something I don't like on the internet, so we should take his advertising money away. Because mm. the subsidized brain chip guy is really concerned about the ad money
3: well i was going to bring up a, a story about rumble actually uh and it, it's funny because um this week you guys talked about it on am wake up you talked of course we, we you have to talk about alex jones being brought back into the fold on x um which is a huge factor in our all everything app <laughs> so not only are you going to get your uh internet provided to you potentially by the the big man the big electric eye in the sky as our friend guard goldsmith would refer to uh with the judas priest song electric eye uh but then you know your vehicle your self-driving vehicle that's uh you know programmed to keep you on the grid in your 15-minute city that has that wonderful lithium battery (laughs) that if that shit catches fire you, you like 100 gallons of water Here's here's something, uh, Steve. That I thought of a long time ago. And since uh, you, you don't live in that area of California, but could you imagine if a major city in California, say, had an earthquake, and a bunch of those cars that have those great lithium batteries in them, like f- started like catching fire because like they they fell into a crater of some sorts due to the er- said earthquake, like that would that would create a pit of hell, wouldn't it? I mean, if it takes like a hundred gallons of water to put out a single one of those batteries imagine like a whole city of them going up
4: (laughs) i'm surprised well i i I don't know because i haven't watched it yet but i'm surprised we're not hearing about that scene in in the leave the world behind movie oh okay i haven't i haven't seen that so is that coming out or is that already out it's on netflix it dropped over the weekend a bunch of people were going crazy over it because the Obamas produced it they put up money for it apparently gave a bunch of notes Uh, And we're involved in the production. It is heavy, heavy predictive programming. And and Chris was pointing out on the show that the loss of power that they experience in the film isn't electric. It's just the Internet. Oh. So it's, you know, pushing people in a, a specific direction of how they're supposed to react when the internet goes out, right, which is something that they're telling us is inevitable. Uh, we, I just saw a thing last night that was saying, oh, the, uh, the solar storms, whatever, are going to be so bad. 2024, you could lose internet for weeks at a time. Mm. how easy would, you see would it be
3: them to blame something on that too? Like just, I mean, with people's knowledge about how the mechanics of their shit works, it's like going to a mechanic, and he's telling you, "Yeah, your fabulator is uh, is a little off. You just have to add right? extra fab to it." And he was like, oh, "Okay, here's my credit card."
4: <laughs> you know? I, mean, I, was, I was talking to somebody last night, and, and uh, you know, it it wasn't it wasn't like let's you know we should all be ludites, but it was like, hey, um, maybe we could hit pause. On, on this whole like rapid acceleration of technology doing shit that we don't need at a cost that you know future generations can't bear. Maybe because hundreds of millions of people all over the world still don't know the basic mechanics of how to navigate the internet, let alone their email. Maybe we could, you know, slow down on the smart dust shit and the, Oh, AI figured out that we all suffered mass amnesia thing, which I'm, I'll be talking about extensively on white Philip here later today. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I do, what, where do you feel the, that the, the technological advancements even of the last five to 10 years have brought us, has it brought us closer to an understanding of each other and how the world works or has it done more to separate us and isolate us as both individuals and collective humans i think it's made the ai system that's
3: monitoring all these platforms it's made their programming a lot easier i think because we're dem- we're, we're literally going out onto the enemy's stage and we're performing our our acts against them you know they're they're getting to read our playbook before we play them. Um, that puts us at a tremendous disadvantage. I think that uh, with the amount of technology that they have now, potentially, I mean, if they had abilities to monitor people, you've you've talked about this with people like Whitney Webb and others, and which you brought up before, even with them floating around the idea of like some kind of solar flare taking out the internet or something, it's just it reminds me of like a cyber polygon, the movie. You know you're just just rebranding the whatever the the bad guy is um but you know for for us now like people in the alternative media especially the the stuff that we produce like kind of i i put thoughts out there into the ether um i get reactions back from people usually pretty good which you know that's that's sometimes it's concerning because you know some of my shit gets pretty dark but um the the idea that I have about what the technology has done to us in the past five years is that what you're seeing right now is, is that you're seeing that everything can now be catered towards a, a particular smaller demographic and one that you can just create out of whole cloth if you wanted to, um, that fracture of autonomy, that misunderstanding of what autonomy is. Like if you think that you could live in a universe under yourself, um, you shouldn't be able to as a natural human being right like we all require some sort of community or culture or or, or contact with other people uh most of us um and then but when it comes down to it though if you wanted to live like if you look at um you know futuristic movies even that have been given to us maybe even predictive programming there right um you know things like um idiocracy where you just have these people that can glue themselves to a, to a screen, a television, and uh, you know, an earbud in their ear, whatever it might be, but just like you can constantly be immersed now in anything you want to be, especially since COVID, like when people got locked into their homes, like that was a huge behavioral change for them. People got taken away from their, you know, their daily schedule. Everybody
4: and, got put into the Hotel California oh yeah they did you can check out anytime you like right and everybody yeah. just collectively checked out for like three years and, and they with, never left
3: oh yeah and now with algorithms and ai and, and and just predictive not just predictive programming but be like predicting people's behavior Like being able to understand when, like, if if my telecom company wants to know every morning, like, exactly when I wake up, exactly when I access the internet, what I access, how who whom I share it with, um, how fast that I read through something, what I linger on. So, what's what's more important to me? Even the eye movement now with modern phones, they can they can watch your eye movement. They know that you're looking. I mean, the phone knows that you're looking at it. That's kind of creepy, but I mean, you can even with, um, you know, the type of predictive technology that they have, I mean, you could make a lot of future investments on that predictive behavior. Those models, you know, like if, if I'm, if I'm selling this as a product, right, if you're packaging people's predictive behavior that you can not only influence, but you can also, you know, you can not only just feed them stuff, but then you can turn them into a completely different being I mean that's what you're seeing with the trans stuff and the military now like it's so mainstream like what was what was five years ago like a joke that was only being talked about in alternative media and was slowly being rolled into uh, popular media these this this idea of trans kids and everything else now now it's that's yesterday's news you know that's like a song that was like a you know on on popular rock radio that now you hear at the grocery store. Like, that shit's old now. Like, we're, we're already past that. Like, the creeping incrementalism that it's capable of doing by being able to lull people into these little worlds. And our, our world here, like, I, I enjoy it. I, I enjoy doing what we do and having the conversations that we have. But the ideas that we share, though, and the the types of behaviors that are displayed here is being monitored by somebody. At least I believe so. And if they're not monitoring it to try and figure out what the fuck we're doing, what are they really doing with the technology that they have? Are they all just sitting around watching, you know, all the d- dick pics that we've sent in the past. We I don't mean, have an extensive library on it or anything.
4: If you if you light your junk right, they can be very artistic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I didn't, absolutely. You know. I like but, to throw a little something extra for my fbi handler and <laughs> yes. whatever the fuck it is whoever's attached to fucking monitor the chat or all of our phones you know just a little bit of like a little black pill in there a little white pill in there because you pose with you know books and stuff like that you want it to be a nice artistic nude so go ahead and pick up a copy of behold a pale horse and just you oh, know yeah. maybe maybe you know cleverly hide a little bit of the naughty you know just just to make it a little bit more suggestive you don't have to go full filth out the gate leave <laughs> them wanting a little bit is what i'm trying to say behold a purple horse is an, an amazing porno title Behold a purple helmet <laughs>
3: I mean, but that they've caught the creeps doing that in the past. I think you, you've probably talked about that with people, right? Where they, they've caught like these these FBI uh, people and, and, and like the surveillance fans and whatever they're, they're collecting on people. They've caught them like just looking at porn and even child porn. Like gross, like fucking child porn shit.
4: No, oh, like, every, every time they do an internal audit of Department of Defense computers or FBI computers, everybody's got... CP on it and everybody's just sitting there trading it and it's foul mm. the freaking law enforcement agencies because of the inherently illegal nature of what they're doing right they're an illegitimate function. We are the state's monopoly on violence in manifest. we are here to follow arbitrary rules. To give arbitrary orders, to be selective and armed force. Everything about it is a criminal enterprise. So, What the fuck do you think they're going to do with your personal information? Your personal picture? Of course they're going to shop it around. Of course they're going to pass that shit back and forth between each other. Because the nature of their job is inherently criminal. So don't be surprised when they do criminal shit. Um let's talk
3: about influence real quick because i think that that's another one that would attach to what's happened over the past five years nowadays it's an industry term it's a household term for someone that's an influencer um the scary thought of that is is that how belligerently honest that term is right (laughs) I mean, if you're the type of person that can wear the label as an influencer, you are telling the corporations that basically you get people to follow you. You get people to think and act and buy the things that you tell them to buy. That has a particular power to it. And when you when you, when you industrialize it, when you encourage it, and when you reward it such, I mean, we're going to talk about George Santos here in a minute. Using cameo and cameo, I, I made a play on that with the thumbnail, but cameo is like a service for those of you that don't know. Um, cameo is a little service where you give little video messages to people. I found out about it because wrestlers were doing that for people, like you could get a message from The Undertaker and shit like that. I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, people will pay a couple hundred bucks for like somebody to say hello to them on a video, whatever. But George fucking Santos made a killing doing this. <laughs> Like, we're talking about six figures, Steve. Do, um, doing cameos. <laughs> I,
4: I, I can't even hate. I can't. I can't. I can't even get mad. That's because that's what cameos for. It's for the most desperate celebrities or quasi celebrities to get. Every last little nickel and dime out of people that they possibly can. And then on the flip side of that, like, I understand it. If you're a fan, you know, oh, man, I used to fucking love the Jerry Springer show. And, you know, something like that. And then all you wake up one day, it's your birthday. There's an email. You're like, what the fuck is this? And it's Jerry Springer giving you a personalized birthday greeting. Like that's, you know, I understand from a fan perspective, from an entertainer perspective, uh, uh, uh-uh. uh, <laughs> like I mean, it. We we make fun of all the comics on cameo uh, because it's just so cravenly desperate and so fucking wildly narcissistic, and nobody fucking cares about you, you know. <laughs> but but they still have the cameos out because why not? Why not? I, but Santos. Santos uh, has found like so many different niches and loopholes and ways to work around being a congress critter. Mm-hmm. Uh Chris would like a a link. Oh yeah, I'll send him one. Absolutely.
3: Cool. Um what I was, was going to say, say too, I mean, I think it, Santos had a perfect uh sort of person to teach him th- those ways of, of just sort sort of starting fires. Uh, when you're a fireman, like just uh, trying to get attention for something that you indeed are starting and creating. So, what I mean by that is, and as I send Chris this link, let me pull up this uh, on the screen share if I can. um This is about Alex Jones. And this is, I wanted to pull this specifically from Reuters because just scrolling through and seeing the, the fucking headline, Steve. Conspiracy theorist Alex Jones. That's that's the descriptor in the headline now.
4: Sure, a, you know, broadcast legend. Sure, sure, the the internationally renowned and and you know, outright famous. Sure, sure, but conspiracy theorist. Why not? Why not? Yeah, I mean, that's
3: so. What I've talked about with plenty of other people before, and I'm sure you have too, about Jones is, is that. Jones may be sort of a creation that's there to sort of stir up shit, to sort of start certain rumors, and and by doing that, it creates huge distractions, but then also lots of potential liabilities for the people surrounding him. Like If you've noticed, a lot of people that worked for Alex Jones go to jail so i've asked a lot of people if that and i think i've asked you before too if you'd ever accept a job or work with alex jones and i believe you would turn that down immediately but we know people that do sort of business with alex jones and and to be fair to them like whatever he is he definitely is a a name that people recognize like when people are first getting into alternative media they're probably going to run into alex jones somewhere they're going to have somebody tell them oh you need to get Go check out Alex Jones. Like that's that's just something that's common. I don't know how much the past few years because I'm, I'm not in that introductory phase into this anymore. I guess, but I always oh. try and think of people that are.
4: You know, I mean, I had I have friends in my real life that work for Infowars, so it, it's you know it's it, it's a little weird, but the one thing that I've always heard from them is that Alex has never told me, and I know he did with David Knight. I know that's why David Knight left, you know, so I'm not going to say it can't happen, but at least when I've talked to Dyer about it and when I've talked to Burmes about it, that you know, nobody's, nobody's telling them what to do. You could argue that those are two consummate, professionals who understand the entertainment business of it so that they're never going to put themselves in a position to where they would be saying anything that would jeopardize that fourth hour host spot. But he also puts Owen Benjamin there from time to time. Now, Owen Benjamin has been openly critical of Alex, very openly critical of Alex Jones. And he still puts him on his, you know, his show for his fourth hour. So it's, you know, I I think that there's I think that as with everything, there's a whole lot going on. And I think that if nothing else, Alex Jones is at least business smart enough to not to not take it full cult, especially when he's on the receiving end of now you really have to pay eight and a half million dollars a year. Well, the reason
3: why I compared Jones to Santos there is that I believe Jones in the past has taken advantage of being able to hype up certain things in order to draw attention to himself, and by hyping them up and by you know, by doing that, he exacerbates all of our issues, which is finding what's actually true out there, which is like having reliable sources, and without looking like a fucking idiot when you try and like refer people to certain people's work. Like, I go back to COVID in my mind when I think of, like, when I'd walk around grocery stores and I'd see other people that didn't want to wear masks and I wasn't wearing a mask or something. Like, just seeing other people that were just not complying with things, I would, I would approach those people or the people that would complain about it to me openly, you know, that they had to work and wear their mask or something. I would hand them a slip of paper with The Last American Vagabond written on it. Like just little things like that, because I knew that I could send people to that resource without being fucking embarrassed by what they'd see. If I'd written Infowars on that slip of paper, <laughs> I'd expect that the next time that I walked into that store, if that person was like high-fiving me, rather like we're just into the Jones Kool-Aid bullshit, right? Like the both of us were just sort of drawn in by whatever that is. But I don't think that anything there is is relying upon truth. Um, I. I just don't know where it's coming from, though. Like, it's easy. It's probably Occam's razor, razor to assume that it's just Jones taking advantage of that hype to make money. Cause money is a big motivator. But there's something else about him. Like, Chris, since you've just joined us, how many fucking uncles does Alex Jones have? Do we need to contact like somebody that does genetic genealogy? Cause I know a couple people actually, and, and we can get this going on. I wanna know how many fucking uncles alex jones has and how many of them worked for the cia and other agencies
5: don't you chris he's got a lot of uncles <laughs> he's, he's got, got, a lot of got uncles. microchipped uncles and cia uncles his uh info wars was what created by the cia alex Jesus. jones has
4: got a lot of uncles fucker yeah yeah <laughs> we just do the whole song All right
3: absolutely i tell you what, I mean, that's that's an impressive thing that they did at South Park. I mean, when you put together a score like that for that movie, you have like big musical numbers that you have to do. That, that was a funny movie. Some real shit. That was oh, back
5: Harry in day. the day. They made a movie about kids sneaking into a movie for kids sneaking into a movie. Mm-hmm. Right? It. Mm-hmm. That's genius. I remember when I snuck in, I was watching it. I think I, yeah, I don't think I was 18 yet. And I was watching it. I was like, oh, shit, this is about us.
2: <laughs>
5: you don't get those
3: experiences without breaking the rules, folks. That, that's I had a conversation like that with my good friend Tom the other night that does Saturday Night Anarchy, and he'll be doing that again this Saturday night, too. Um, and you guys are always invited to that. Uh, we, we we like to keep it an open forum over there that anybody that wants to hop on can. Uh, if it's a Saturday night and you just want to rage, just come hang out. Um, but, yeah, the... The idea of is that, you know, people that grow up following the rules, they never, ever could understand our perspective because they've never been to that mountaintop. Like uh, Andy Rouse and I talked about it on Monday night. Uh, that was a fantastic conversation. That dude is great and also yeah. a metal fan. Um, yeah. He has a little deal he calls horns up that I'm definitely I think he was in a metal band to- back in the day oh fuck me i gotta i gotta talk to him about that then. That, that's interesting shit i wonder what i didn't even get a chance to really ask him like if he played or anything so yeah that's gonna be great yeah we're gonna have to hang out with andy sometime soon again so shout out to uh the deep share podcast go check that shit out and please go follow them on rumble uh get them up on uh on rumble here because i think they're also on odyssey and youtube and you guys know how that deal is like odyssey's whatever the fuck that is anymore i guess it's still running I see that certain people are still streaming to it, so yay on that. But um, I don't know it's if you guys ever centralized, man. Right, decentralized, but zero. Right. Th- there has been zero traffic on that channel, like since I started it, man. And and it's it's kind of it's it's sad because like back back when I started it, I really had high hopes for like what was going on in the libertarian movement, especially up in like the New Hampshire area and places like that. I was really encouraged by what I saw. And then this whole Ian Freeman thing happened, where Ian Freeman was, in my opinion, set up in a way where, Steve, you brought up people not even knowing how the fuck to work emails these days. The the network that that Ian created, at least from what I've read, um, the network that he created for people to exchange Bitcoin and starting his church and everything, the reason why the government went after him is because certain people that were using that network, uh, got screwed out of thousands upon thousands of dollars because it was old guys sending money to people posing as women overseas. So it was like efficiently, like, you know, like you have a fucking relative in, you know, Nairobi that wants to give you a diamond mine, Chris. And all you have to do is send him $10,000, you know, to do the paperwork, right? And you send him 10 grand. Well, they found Ian responsible for that even though those people committed that exchange between other criminal parties, but because he wasn't privy to the information on his network, because he didn't know that these nasty transactions were happening on his, his blessed network, then he is ultimately responsible. That's what the government found. That's what's disgusting about that because HSBC is a gigantic fucking bank. Um, they even fucked BitChute, which we will probably talk about in a little bit out of some of their money which they're on a completely different paid platform now and everything it's and it's fucked, by the way um so yeah my reoccurring payment didn't go through so now if i try and load up a video more than two gigabytes it won't let me and i have to redo my payment every month now wait what pay.
5: you have to pay for bit shoot
3: yeah well if if it's over two gigabytes if you have like little and this is why little like short clips of shit like gets over on bitshoot so much and not podcasts that are longer because like you have to have a bronze membership or higher to do more than two gigabytes, which most of these three hour podcasts with video are gonna are going to be. Now, the other problem there is they don't tell you that on the BitChute website. You sort of have to figure it out. Like I had to go on to like Reddit to figure out that you have to pay BitChute in order to get your larger videos accepted. That's what I had to do. Yeah,
5: that was like uh, Odyssey. I didn't know. You had to have Odyssey bucks or whatever to be able to upload. Oh yeah, they're hyper coins. Yeah, my uploads were massive. Yeah, huge, and uh, they take forever. And the dude from Odyssey's like, you got to compress your shit. It's like I just know how to edit it. I don't know how to fucking compress it. (laughs) It's like, why doesn't it like give you like some warning? Say, hey, why don't you make this smaller? Yeah, well,
3: I mean. the compression thing, too, it, it shits up the quality. So, yeah. I mean, that's the the only good thing that Odyssey really had when I was using it was the quality of the video when it wasn't buffering. Now, the buffering will drive you fucking insane. Like, I often put people's videos on when I'm driving. So, if, like, that that stream is buffering while I'm driving, like, I feel like I'm going to have a fucking, like, like a stroke or something while I'm driving, dude. See, like, I can't handle it.
5: My... <laughs> thing i liked about odyssey is that you could download any video ah so like i found christopher lord on there and i've talked about him before like my occult knowledge and stuff all basically started with him like shit now it's like 14 years ago when on youtube you could only put up the 12 i think it was maybe 15 minute was the max at the time is all you could put up on youtube so Do he you have would, a bit would, of
3: like Bobby Jr. coming out of you? <laughs>
5: Do I yeah, well, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but he would uh load up these presentations on uh esoteric symbolism and w- uh wisdom. Ooh. And then his fucking YouTube gets banned, and it got banned repeatedly, and I found him on Odyssey, and the videos are there, but they're all I mean, these are three and a half, four hour long series that are broken to 15 minute clips that are all over the place on Odyssey. So I had to go on Odyssey and I went through all this stuff, downloaded all the clips. Then I took all the clips and I put them into succession and I made full length presentations. And I couldn't believe when I was done with some of them, how some of them were like four hours long that he had broke up into 15 minute clips like 14 15 years ago like his michael jordan work was like holy shit (laughs) bull gods of the bible oh
3: oh no you gotta okay so you gotta tell me more about that i was never a jordan's fan like i never like i i I liked michael jordan yeah but i never i never got into like the jordan wear like symbol like type of stuff with nike like all the Jordan shit that you could wear, like this, sh- especially the shoes. I never got into the shoes yeah, or anything you know, like that. My parents didn't let me
5: get into that. Oh, fuck no.
3: Like, I grew up in the I era where people would get before. stabbed for Reebok pumps. So I was just like, no, nah, I'm not. <laughs> God damn it. Now I got to go.
5: <sighs> Stu Peters and Alex Jones had a debate. People riding Stu Peters balls, and he's a fucking liar, anyways. But yeah, the Jordan thing. Um, <clears throat> it's funny because like the video I have that I, it's, I think it's on my rumble too. Yeah. The is from Christopher Lord and there was parts that were missing on it. So it's the best I could do putting it together. Yeah. But the 23, the Prince of air, the bowls, serious. Like it is, he even says at the beginning, he's like, I'm not saying Michael Jordan has anything to do with any of this shit. Except he plays basketball, but then you look at the symbolism and the—it's uh, fucking crazy. dude. Christopher Lord is really good at it. He's in Hawaii. Be cool to get him on a podcast, but he's pretty elusive. So, what I was going to
3: bring up is, and since we're we're both metalheads here, you probably heard the song. Is this is is this what "I Am the Bull God" means? Like when Kid Rock was singing that shit?
5: Yeah. Okay okay i am the bull god i am free yeah yeah jordan was one of my i I collected a lot of sports cards because i thought they'd be worth money i didn't know that they printed them like they were the federal reserve and uh, i didn't even know what the federal reserve was at the time and jordan was one of my elusive cards i never got fucking weird yeah but uh i am the bull god yeah
3: It makes me feel different about Space Jam these days, too. Like, that that was another, that was a big one when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love the old school Looney Tunes cartoons. Like, they're still very dear to me. I used to watch old Looney Tunes with my Pat back in the day, have like VHS tapes of them and stuff to put on. Um, Always, always got down with uh, Daffy. Definitely like Daffy. And then all of the, but the sports ones with Goofy, fucking hilarious, dude with uh, him running with the foot. Oh, no, that's that's uh, that's Disney shit. We had a Disney one, too, yeah. But, yeah, I, I used to love watching those types of cartoons. Cartoons are fucking weird now, though. Like, when you talk about symbolism and other things, like, was it, like, since you've looked into that kind of stuff, were there esoteric symbols used in, like, Looney Tunes? I, I definitely think old Disney
5: was... Oh, uh, dude, you haven't seen the mathematics thing with uh, Donald Duck, or Daffy Duck? what? <laughs> who's that one
3: that that is uh donald duck and that was fucking amazing i can't believe i just <laughs> hopped right into that one. i can't believe uh, you did that dude <laughs> yeah we're clipping that hold up b button right <laughs> yeah right. I, I, i'm b button and that shit we're clipping that right in. that was field. fucking yeah. amazing but uh what the hell just happened
5: <laughs> <laughs> what yeah there's a go on there and look up uh daffy did I just fuck it up again? Donald. Donald Duck. Uh, uh,
3: that's okay. I Hicks. started conflating Disney with Looney Tunes too. So it's just, it's the conglomeratization. <laughs> <I expected laughs> that's, that, that's Daffy. Yeah, yeah that's Daffy. Yeah. Or well, was
5: that Sylvester? A Sylvester. Yeah. Whatever. Has Sylvester. Same fucking voice. But I think- yeah, if you go look up the Disney, which I think I have it actually, right? Because I just uh, screen mirrored it and threw it in Ooh. telegram. Yeah, if, if it was you a have 25 a minute clip yeah, from it way in back wheelchair. in the day, dude. And this is where I learned how uh, the f- pentagram or the penta, I can't remember which is which, the one that has the circle around it. Well, it doesn't matter if it has a circle around it, just the star itself, the five pointed star in the middle, middle of the pentagon in the middle. I mean, you can draw a pentagram in there for infinity. It's fucking crazy, dude. It's like the nines; every multiple of nine equals nine for infinity.
3: Well, that's the the shit that I heard that Tesla was onto, like the three
5: six nine Mm -hmm. thing. The nine multiplying, the multiplying uh, the nine, any multiple of nine equaling nine for infinity is fucking crazy, dude. Because like. You can put decimals in there. You can put anything you fucking want in there and times nine. And then you add the numbers up or whatever. And they'll equal fucking nine. It's like, what the fuck? It's fucked up. something
3: uh, with the symbolism and the math thing, when you start getting into both of those, that it, it's always been a weak point for me. Cause I'm a fucking idiot when it comes to math and then the symbolism shit i've always been like one of those like skeptics which is just like oh that's all bullshit so i don't even pay attention to it you know what i mean like it's just like oh there's a cross hidden in that or there's you know like the face of the holy mother and the in the fucking cheese sandwich <laughs> you know like
5: those types of yeah, things that's like a thing that's like uh some sort of i can't remember what they call that it's some not a disorder but just a thing you know people do that yeah makes them see faces and things. I mean, I can get there with like paranoid thought, you know,
3: now, we could, like really, really high and just be like, okay, what if everybody is a federal agent?
5: They are probably, most likely That's like, like,
4: that's 85% of the chat Yeah, Yeah. everybody in the fucking Rockfin chat Is everybody that's ever on camera ever once is a fed If you've ever spoken into the black mirror yourself You de facto are a paid agent And it's like, that woos dude, Chris Yes Dude, that was like, that was like, yeah, literally everyone that was in Washington, D.C. was a Fed. It's like, I'm, I'm gonna have to put back false. on that a little bit.
5: He's wrong. Everybody in D.C. is on the Fed's list.
4: Right? That's the fuck, dude. Sure. Now, I, I, I said that day that it looked like a fucking operation because it was, and because that's what it looked like of their, own audit is saying we don't know how many undercovers we had uh, at the J6. Of course, there are agents and agent provocateurs and paid informants and CI, all that shit, of course, yeah, but it doesn't work. You don't sell it unless you've got real people mixed up in there. I think that dude was trying to say, that there were no actual arrests at j6 and nobody's actually done any prison time or anything like that because it's just so easy to sit hundreds if not thousands of miles away from any action whatsoever oversaturate yourself with you know with fucking paranoid material and walk away with the conclusion that everyone who isn't you is an agent working against you. But um, you, that dude's not that special. You're not that special. I'm not that special. That's, that's not how that shit works.
3: Um, I have yeah. the thing up uh, if you want me to put that on screen, Chris.
5: Oh, yeah, you can. I, I think I can control it from here. It's like 20 minutes long.
2: Bullshit.
5: Let me go into commentary
3: mode.
2: Let's run down a little bit.
5: Easy. I didn't know the credits were an hour.
1: Yep, that
3: reminds me of math class. Yeah, that's the teacher that talking to me about math. This ba 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 Hello, bop, bop.
1: Donald. <laughs> that's me. Where am I? Damn, I was right on Math Magic Land.
0: Math Magic Land?
1: It's the land of great adventure. Now, who are you? I'm a spirit, the true spirit of adventure.
0: That's for me! What's next? A
1: journey through the wonderland of mathematics.
0: Mathematics? That's for times. Eggheads.
1: eggheads? Now hold on, Donald. You like music, don't you? What? Yep. Well, without eggheads, there would be no music. Uh... Come on, let's go to ancient Greece, to the time of Pythagoras. The master egghead of them all. The The father of mathematics and music.
0: Mathematics and music?
1: Ah, you'll find mathematics in the darndest places. Watch. First, we'll need a string. Stretch it good and tight. Plunk it. Now divide in half. Plunk again. You see? It's the same tone, one octave higher. Now divide the next section. And the next. Pythagoras discovered the octave had a ratio of two to one. With simple fractions, he got this. And from this harmony in numbers, developed the musical scale of today.
0: You do find mathematics in gorgeous places.
1: You can imagine how excited Pythagoras was when he shared his findings with his pals, a fraternity of eggheads known as the Pythagoreans. They used to meet in secret to discuss their mathematical discoveries. Only members were allowed to attend. They had a secret emblem, the pentagram. Let's see what the topic is for today. ...who discovered that the pentagram was full of mathematics. Oh, shit. The two shorter lines combined exactly equal the third. And this line shows the magic proportions of the famous golden section. The second and third lines exactly equal the fourth. Once again, we have the golden section. But this is only the beginning hidden within the pentagram is a secret for creating a golden rectangle which the greeks admired for its beautiful proportions and magic qualities
0: the star
1: contains the golden rectangle many times over It's a most remarkable shape. It can mathematically reproduce itself indefinitely. All these rectangles have exactly the same proportions. This figure also contains a magic spiral that repeats the proportions of the golden section into infinity. To the Greeks, the golden rectangle represented a mathematical law of beauty. We find it in their classical architecture. The Parthenon, perhaps one of the most famous of early Greek buildings, contains many golden rectangles. Portions are also found in their sculpture. In the centuries that followed, the Golden Rectangle dominated the idea of beauty in architecture throughout the Western world.
4: Everybody's kids are worse off than not
1: having these cartoons right now. The Renaissance painters knew this secret well. Today, the golden rectangle is very much a part of our modern it's a world.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> modern painters top-down. have
3: rediscovered the magic of these proportions. If they had an airplane flying. <laughs> I lost my shit.
1: Indeed, this, <laughs> this ideal proportion is to be Trump found power. in life itself.
0: Boy, oh, boy, boy.
3: Chris, was that this you? i
0: is not my
1: age. I got nothing
0: do figures like
1: that. Ha, 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 Donald.
0: Get me quiet. Mm-hmm.
1: Donald, hurry. Ideal
0: proportion.
1: <laughs> not quite. Ha, uh-uh. ha. No, I'm afraid not. <laughs> Well, we can't all be mathematically perfect.
2: Oh, yeah? Yeah,
0: I do want to do it.
1: Now that you're all pent up in a pentagon, let's see how nature uses this same mathematical form the petunia.
4: Hey, you guys, I got a dab.
1: The star jasmine.
3: Come on, Steve. Thank you for joining us. And uh, for this wonderful portion of this crazy shit especially
4: <laughs> <laughs> it was wild as shit yeah you guys are awesome thank you six for for holding down the channel on friday and uh if anybody is down catch me on white Phillip around uh, about an hour and a half from now and uh the critical hour with garland nixon wilmer leon uh, around noon and uh what's up ryan ryan's awesome what's up buddy everybody, <laughs> yeah ryan's uh, trying everybody, to... everybody Everybody support this man's business because it, you know, it, it supports us, too. That's right.
3: <laughs> it does. Let's go, uh, let's go back to the panel here just for a second. Ryan, thanks for joining us, man. Um, oh, yeah. How you feeling today, brother?
6: Oh, it's Friday. Feeling good. How you doing?
3: Oh, pretty good, man. I'm happy it's fucking Friday. Get this week over with. Um, you do a great wrap-up show with Independent Review. I just wanted to get that out of my brain right away, so I made sure I said it. Um, I've I've been watching what you do there. I like how you put things like that together from different sources because, um, it's it's really hard to navigate anymore with the amount of shit that's out there and the amount of bullshit that's out there too. (laughs) Like you know, yeah. And if you're trying to put people on to like some 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 good shit, like if you're trying to share something to somebody, but it's not going to be overwhelming to them, because like Chris and I were talking, like Chris put together like he can put together like a four or five hour presentation about certain topics. Mm-hmm. Like this can get very in depth. And like, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with like the Richard Groves and people like oh, that yeah. of the worlds too. They can, you know, they could do those marathon types of podcasts about certain topics too. I mean, it could be done, but that's not necessarily the thing you want to hand somebody when they're first kind of like having, you know, the conversations with you or mm-hmm. other people in your life. Um, so Yeah, it's easier to give them a video like yours so they could be like, oh, okay. well, I kind of like that person's voice or like their style and other things like that helps them introduce. It's like it's like the cool sample CDs used to get it like Hot Topic and other places like way. back.
6: Oh, yeah, I remember those.
3: Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. So many good bands I discovered like Black Dahlia Murder and shit, like all those different
5: concerts on Earth. earth. Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah, I remember
5: that. We hand out fucking tapes and shit.
3: The one I got the one summer, it was like, I forget what fuck festival it was, but it was uh, a sampler that had animals as leaders on it. And oh, I had shit. never fucking heard anything like that in my life. Like it, it was like their first big release. Um, and then I shortly after that, one of my best friends in the world, shout out to him if he's listening. Um, we we went to go see Thrice and Thrice had uh, animals as leaders open for them. And to see them in a small club up front like that, I wanted to go home and I wanted to fucking burn every guitar that I had in my house. (laughs) You know what I mean? It was like what? This I was disgruntled. (laughs) (laughs) You see somebody do some shit like that, you are like, "How fucking dare you, sir?"
6: (laughs) Oh yeah, I feel (laughs) you.
3: Like, I'd always heard the story. Like, my dad would tell me the story about how, like, people like Townsend and Clapton would just watch Jimi Hendrix play and be like, fuck you.
5: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid, we had this dude. <clears throat> he could play. He was an artist and all that. He's very talented. He's an awesome tattoo artist now. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, one time he invited a bunch of us over to jam, right? So a bunch of us. Fuck, there was, like, six of us that went over with our guitars to jam, he wills out a half stack Marshall and what? proceeds to fucking play flawlessly. Like anything Metallica, anything like fucking Slayer and shit. And all of us just stood, sat there like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, what, no, is like, what the <laughs> fuck are we even doing here right now? He literally pulls out a fucking half stack Marshall and just clinics us jesus it's like fuck i fucking suck
3: the sad <laughs> thing in that regard is is that when you do bump into those people at least in my past experiences is that they are
5: tremendously difficult people to deal with nah he's <laughs> cool that dude's cool as fuck wow. and you Less know people that. listen yeah. to be like oh metallica <laughs> fucking easy uh nah i mean back then it wasn't i was only like a fucking <laughs> fresh soft- oh, bro you used to have to go to the library and print out tablature When I first started, yeah, dude, I didn't know what fucking tabs were. Mm -hmm. I barely even know what they are now.
3: Oh, yeah, just picking that up from somebody or picking up a magazine, like having having an extra six bucks so you could buy a fucking guitar player magazine so you could fuck up, you know, smoke on the water or whatever for like six Mm -hmm. months. But then you figure out, like, okay, all right, so you, you figure out mechanics eventually and then oh, whenever you fuck yeah You've well
5: doing this sort like of yeah <laughs> <couple> of <years. laughs>
3: we all hope right well. know what, what. And <laughs> but,
5: steve and ryan will start talking music and theories and shit and like i'm mm-hmm. like i am out of there i I, I, don't, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about like, <laughs> well i mean I can, brought vocals up, like, and I can jam riffs but mm-hmm. yeah said yeah. i don't fucking know anything
3: there's there's different approach that's that's the beautiful thing about like just becoming an adult and owning an instrument is is that you Mm -hmm. don't have any more rules anymore like there's there's no real rules anymore when it comes to music it's just the ones that people adopt like these these just like social dogmas anymore we were kind of talking about it before steve and i were just like everything because of like the algorithms that that affect all of us and what we see uh, which is why shows like the independent review are important because you break people into it at least a different paradigm. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, the, the idea though with, with music is, is that we all accept these dogmatic rules about how something's supposed to be. Um, that's why I love dudes like Jacob Collier because like you listen to his shit and it can just go in any fucking direction he wants it to go.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: co- you know, uh, Corey Henry is another great example too of just somebody that can play any fucking thing that you want him to play on a piano so he just does what he wants like people that just have that sort of freedom and that it's like watching an athlete that has unbelievable flexibility like it's just that there's something to that that is a tremendous talent to be able to have that range so i mean that's why i love progressive metal i mean i'm a huge fucking opeth fan i love the shit out of bt bam um, I will go see them anywhere local where they're playing for sure. I'll travel to see those motherfuckers, but um, and then other groups like I've been digging a lot on the new Tesseract. I love the sound of that record, the way that they engineer their shit. Like you got to bump it louder, which is good because like a, from an engineering perspective, like if you're in and around that clean minus twelve dB area, this is where we're getting into nerd shit though. But yeah, then nerd it, it just it, nerd so but this is why in simple shit. explanation. Is because other shit sounds processed if it isn't done that way. The way that music kind of gets spit out of the computer after everything is said and done in a recording, um, if you have it bumped to above that level, especially like when you're recording the original tracks too, that's an important part. You, what you capture going into mm-hmm. the box itself um, when you're when you're sort of peeking out the volume levels because people in production styles cater towards little cheap ass little earbuds. You know, that we used to have. Like, you remember, like, when you first got a set of earbuds with a smartphone, what that shit was like? <laughs> yeah. The smartphone. I mean, nowadays, like, you got, uh yeah, exactly. Yeah, he used to rock them with, like, the other fucking burner phone types. I was too. thinking of, um, of them plugged into a four track. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I'm an
5: analog here. Well,
3: oh, yeah. Well, yeah, but it's the funny. modern, the modern processing. Yeah. That m- most of what's done in people's computers though, guys, it, it's just, mm-hmm. it's meant for shitty earbuds and playback devices. Yep. Like the little tinny. It's so hard you know, to speakers. make
5: something to play across platforms. Yeah. yeah. To be able to take it from the car because the car test is the test, right? Mm-hmm. If you doing music from take it from the car and then put it on a smaller system or then in the phone and then on the computer, it, fucking is yeah i'm no producer engineer it's a pain in the ass and everything's digital now so like yeah there's not much is analog right the the only analog part is the physical playing of the instrument but (laughs) like what it's going into isn't everything tries to be perfect you know
3: well and and people sort of adopt certain principles. So this works in alternative media too, just like it does in music. Like somebody sets out like a certain standard of how a song is supposed to sound. And then everybody sort of conglomerates around that. Like I remember when corn first started getting big and then everybody wanted a seven string. Mm-hmm. Everybody oh, and their yeah. grandma wanted to get down to like fucking drop
5: <laughs> you know? so Ibanez blew up. Oh, absolutely. Everybody yeah. wanted a seven string Ibanez. Yep. Like, I think you can just drop to B and be fine. You don't use those bottom strings anyways. Oh, yeah. And you, you fatten up the gauge on those sons of bitches. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're in, you're in drop, in drop G. Strings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need those bottom strings. It's stupid. Yeah. I mean, then hey, you get I'm backwards like, if you're a nerd. I mean, your yeah. top strings. You don't need those fucking little things down there
3: i mean rarely yeah (laughs) they're just there for color (laughs) when when it comes to metal it's about the chug you just yeah dude that's me i'm a a chugger
5: i don't know nothing about like anything i i make chugs and yeah you know (laughs) because it's 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 rhythm based it's how it
3: hits you you know and then you get into all the other tonal and harmonic things that are created by that though and all you can do with it like you can you can chug on something that's like a fender telecaster but if you're doing it like on something that's like an extended scale, like seven string, it's going to have a completely different timbre to it. It's going to, it's going to have a different
5: voicing, a different character. And there's those people that can pick either one up and make it sound like perfect. And it's like, what the those like make me go
6: put my tail between my legs. And (laughs) I know we were talking about, uh, John Butler with Tom, you know, oh, briefly. Fuck, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think I i could be wrong, but I think he used like a, a 12 string, but he actually took one of the strings off to make it an 11. And hmm. I think he just did, God, I want to say, I should look it up. I think it was just most of the time he does open C, I feel, when he plays. Okay. And yeah, that guy. It's fucking, yeah. Who's, Who's that? that a lot
3: of the percussive, like, uh types of tapping techniques and other things. Yeah. And- and on an acoustic guitar, like the, probably the thing that's the biggest factor in that is what compressor that you use. Mm-hmm. Be- yeah, because that'll keep all the notes. Getting, man. Yeah, that'll keep all the notes even for you as you're tapping. Cause like you're going to get like little sounds. And especially on acoustic, like if you ever tried tapping on an acoustic, like you can barely hear that shit unless you're putting like some real fucking force into it. So, I mean, when you have a good compressor and a good like pickup system. Mm-hmm. Um, you can really make that shine. And he, the, the open tunings, though, allow you to have drone notes. So oh, you God. can just sort of bang on the C and then anything that kind of correlates with that C uh, shape at that home, you're using, yeah, yeah that, C, mm-hmm. that C scale, then you can just balance in between those and just create patterns. So people that are really good at that are people that grew up playing piano and unfortunately I did not. Oh, <laughs> I wish the fuck that I did
5: um, the, if you play the, piano, you can play anything, right? I, I mean, believe, it helps. It, it tremendously helps, yeah. Because,
3: like, with with the grasp of music theory, and I think that anyone that's learning music theory should probably learn it on a piano, um, just because you get both sides of it. You get the both the the bass and the treble, and you understand composition better that way. Why things are in certain voicings, frequency wise, and then when you start doing compositions, you already have that left hand right hand basis. So Mm -hmm. when you pick up a guitar, when you hear like a walking line on a guitar, but with like a, a, a melody over it, that to be able to do that and to be able to have that independence where you can move your left and your right Mm -hmm. and not in just syncopation where you're just banging. Right. But actually like something that moves around and has life to it. Um, that's really impressive. Um, if you are into not metal, but you love the beautiful sound of a guitar, uh there's a great band out there called covet uh c-o-v-e-t and uh that chick plays that tap guitar only it's electric oh shit! and the stuff that she does with it is just oh man floor you do it will absolutely floor you great shit uh, highly recommend uh, but yeah i mean there's 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 a wealth of it out there too i mean that's the thing about this is i, I find out about new shit all the time but You know, the 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 sad thing about it is is that the outlets that I used to be able to find all this stuff in, I no longer trust. Like I I used to watch tons of those NPR tiny desk concerts. I love that shit. Like being able to see like Pokey Lafarge play in front of a stack of books in the NPR office, uh to be able to watch Corey Henry do something similar, or or people like uh, you know, Jacob Collier, the people that I've mentioned there, uh, you know, great, great acts, but You know, I fucking can't stand the fact that NPR, you know, does what they do and that they exist. So it's hard for me to want to go to their channel and give them views and things. Now, there are alternatives where people can have YouTube alternatives that don't feed YouTube with the views, I think. I don't know how exactly that works. So I've seen those. Um, But, you know, ultimately, like we're we're stuck with entertainment where we only get it through a certain medium. So alternatives to that, like, that's what's so exciting about AM Wake Up doing things like Third Eye Carnival is mm-hmm. that when you can start working with other artists and musicians and find other people out there that, you know, just have a a part to play in our culture and a part to play in our culture that isn't this, you know, because not everybody wants to grab a mic. You know, there are, there are some people that just, uh, they're they'd rather hang out in the chat and that's fine. You know, God love those people too. And then other people would rather, you know, start up events and do live things. You know, there's people that are really into that. And, you know, the musicians that are out there from what I've seen, like, there just seems like there's a whole alternative world, especially in hip hop now. It's stronger there. Um, you, you would you would expect to see more of it in punk and metal, but fuck, like, it's rare. It's it's few and far between. I mean, you got your Phil Labonte's going on, Tim Pool and everything like that nowadays, but...
5: There's no, hmm. yeah. well,
2: there's
5: no money in it, yeah. Well, there's no stuff. They all seem to have. They had. They shoot videos, local videos. They all have money and guns and all cool shit. There's no yeah. money in metal.
3: That's true. yeah. I mean, that's that's certainly true. um Yeah, with the hip hop stuff and the marketability of it too, because it's so similar to the pop music of today. Yep, like and that's what makes a, it so
5: subversive. We live in a singles world now. <laughs> no longer yeah. no longer albums like tom mcdonald has oh, yeah. like cornered that singles market yeah like, people don't even be, need to do
3: eps anymore which is <laughs> friday there's a yeah.
5: new tom mcdonald song out now oh okay i, I don't mean i that
3: i well i've listened to some of it I, I don't i don't necessarily drop around banging his albums all the time it's not really not really mad, i was just now. looking
5: at my playlist here and my my songs that i was listening to goes fit for an autopsy slipknot porn the devil makes three manson and oliver anthony pops up (laughs) the builders and the butchers zach Bryan pops up (laughs) then juice (laughs) world pops up primer 55 is the next one and then prof and then body snatcher them dudes are brutal as fuck that's a wild uh, playlist i think uh Oh yeah, I love from orbit. From orbit, culture to Tyler Childers, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a uh, wild extreme, right? I've right? been on a Kublai Khan all this
3: year. I think I've listened to more Kublai Khan this year than in prior years, just because they're angry as fuck. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, like,
5: angry shit. Yeah, I. Like uh, you listen to
3: spite. Uh, I have listened to spite. My only thing with them ah. is is that I'm not a big fan of their drum tone. Like their really? their drum their drum productions, it just it really it's it's too loud and over compressed for my taste. If that
5: makes sense, I don't know. I I just know it's fucking mean. That's it is mean. It it's is mean.
3: mean. But but I'll take Signs of the Swarm over it any day. Whenever it comes to Signs leaving.
5: of the Swarm, is mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like uh, to the grave, you listen to them. I have listened to to the grave before. Fuck um, it. That's what I consider murder metal. Okay.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm I, I'm, I'm I into heard. the
5: classic death metal
3: stuff a lot. I mean, I still listen to, like the new Cannibal Corpse record that came out this year. I thought it was fantastic.
5: I mean, Alex Webster does amazing I was never into Cannibal. Uh, I mean, some of the stuff, but I couldn't. I couldn't tell you their records or anything. Same with Six Feet. I was never into Six Feet.
3: Well, yeah, like the original Chris Barnes stuff. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's. I mean, it's going to be asshole. argued. That. Well, notorious asshole. Yeah, <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> I can't say personally, I, I never got to meet Chris Barnes and I never went to a six feet under show. Uh, most of the, most uh, of the you, people that I met, college, on it was six feet under. Uh, no, I have um, a no problem. Yeah. yeah he's, a, he's a dick. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's what I've heard.
5: And, and, and just he's like looking like, <laughs> weed. And now he's like talking shit about stoners and shit. He's one of those fucking assholes.
3: Yeah. I mean, Phil Anselmo was one of those guys one time.
5: It's like Corey I, I, Taylor, I fucking hate Corey. Oh, Corey
3: Taylor, that that vaccine loving son of a bitch. Um, Did he
5: get? I don't even know if he got vaccinated. It's just I well, fucking hate. Hard. I don't know. If he actually to hide, hide behind it. a fucking mask. I mean, the concept's cool, but hmm. then you get a bash. Like there was one point way back in the day, it had been like ninety nine when Slipknot was starting to come up, and uh, David Silvera for corn the drummer did a calvin klein fucking thing in like circus right <laughs> so Corey's standing on stage and shows this magazine tears it up and i think they lit it on fire or some shit and then in hit i think it was hit parader all of slipknot did a spread of all them in suits selling suits like that shit is just so fucking nice. since then i fucking hated him it's fucking petty, I think, but, uh, I mean, it's so hypocritical. It's like, you know, you just fucking bashed corn and then years later, you're doing fucking tours and you're all fucking buddy buddies and shit. Cause uh, y'all can make money together and fucking, you know, you um, have a, that's I the guess. way the wrestling industry works. I've seen, you know, everybody
3: talks shit on each other on Twitter and then everybody's buddy buddies now. Yeah.
5: But know? it's not like, uh, you, it's, what they do did is per it's fucking that's a personal thing. I mean, that's not the wrestling world. They're not ICP. You know, they they fucking bash ICP. They bash that type of shit. You know, it's like the Q shaman who fucking says my shit's sacred and then I wear it every time they ask me to. I'll put my fucking clown makeup on. You know? It's kind of the same thing.
3: It sounds like they're brutally like not
5: self-aware. <laughs> right. So it's pretty crazy though, like Iowa. How much Geometria shit was in Iowa, you know, right in front of our fucking Mm -hmm. faces when we were like kids, I guess not kids. I mean, I was 18, 19 or something, but completely unaware of it, Mm -hmm. completely unaware of the shit Like, like I've talked about it before, just concerts alone, completely unaware of the monarch happening in the crowds right we we can say oh it's a big community and shit like that but like when i was on stage i had control of everybody it's fucking it's insane power right and then to use it to do chants and like i mean you know the whole horns and that thing every time now that I know what it is and shit, and it's been years. But I, even when I went to the last Slayer show, you know, they're like foot the of the fucking horns, and I'm just like, nah, thanks. <laughs> I'm just gonna sit here like an old man, just yeah. fucking. I'm just here to, because it's the last show, so. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to see Lamb of God. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean. <laughs> All the symbolism and shit that was in our... It's funny, too, because, like, my parents, one time, I remember they tore all my posters down and took all my fucking CDs, you know, and telling me, you know, it's this devil worship shit, and blah, 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 which it's not really, but it is in a way because it's this pushed out in your face and it's put into the subconscious, you know, I mean, so that's one of those stuff, things to wrestle with. Like, I'm a metal dude right so like i'm into like fucking metal shit right i told you my playlist has some crazy shit in it but over i'm a metal dude like the imagery all that shit and then the more it's like so fucking occult fucked up it's like (laughs) can't even enjoy this shit i ruined my own fucking days you know (laughs) just by being like fuck all this (laughs) fucking occult shit and everything Then you look back and you see how much of it was in your face as a kid. You know, I I bitch, you know, at my wife if she's got like some fucking dumb music playing in the car about like there's some new song saying I'm a psycho. I don't know what the fuck it is or who it is, but you know, so my six year olds running around saying I'm a psycho and it's like what the fuck and she's like, look what you listen to and it's like you can't even understand what I'm listening to, like it doesn't matter. (laughs) <laughs> that's the only benefit is she totally doesn't. Have, cause the argument is always like, uh, they don't understand what they're saying. You know, with kids when they're mm-hmm. singing songs, like way back in the day, there was that song whistle, baby. I don't know if you guys know it cause you're metal guys, but it's some rap song. Yeah. And, and uh, it's some song that my wife was into and all, it was uh, one of the mainstream songs, some rap song. It's about sucking dick. Oh, <laughs> right. When you whistle, baby, let me show mm-hmm. you how to whistle, baby. It's about sucking dick, you know? And people would have their kids singing this and shit. And, like, my kid was singing it. She At the time, she was only, like, fucking five, you know? And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it's like, oh, they don't know. They don't know. It's like, no, it's going right into that subconscious, you know? It's being implanted. Like, I almost got into the same argument about the same thing with the same person on Thanksgiving. So it's like I hey, we were talking. I was at the family Thanksgiving. I don't know. I can't remember what we were talking about. I like, and I brought up the same thing. I was like, "It's like that whistle song," and they didn't even remember the whistle song, <laughs> right? Played it over and over. Had it played so much. My kid was singing it. She don't even remember it. My kid was like, "Oh yeah, that song." So it's yeah. I think my
3: first foray in understanding that. Sexual lyrics could be hidden things, was Eddie Money's shake them.
6: <laughs> oh.
3: I think my dad uh kind of told me like what the song was about. We we're like riding in the car, listening to the radio, the song comes on. I'm like, okay, it sounds pretty cool. It has like, a good rock vibe to it. And then um, you know, I'm asking like, okay, so w- what is this about? And he's like, It's about a girl shaking her tits. I'm like, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I mean, that- <laughs> like, you can write a song
5: about that and they'll do it,
3: like they'll, they'll actually do it.
5: you gotta be in those it's all about the innuendos and fucking like you go back and you listen like old songs and shit and it's like oh yeah oh my god what is it like brown eyed girl yeah Rolling Stones is about like a slave girl or something and it's like what the fuck it's oh it's wild fucking weird as fuck dude. Jimmy Page would just keep
3: a bitch with him you know yeah dude like they even joked about it in that uh, almost famous movie you know, that, that that it was supposed to be what was that supposed to be like Cameron Crowe or some shit like that, you know, following around like uh, a wannabe Led Zeppelin and mm, just like was, huh? yeah, the amount the amount of like debauchery and everything. It was always like played up and like joked about like I was I was like, right? oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That was Rockstar. Yeah. He was in Rockstar with Mark. Oh, Marco. yeah. Yeah. yeah Because yeah, uh, he had the scene where he was uh, shooting so- signs with a shotgun. Yeah. That, yeah, that no sounds beard. like. go no Yeah. Go-to. Sounds like something Steve would maybe do back in the day.
5: (laughs) I did. (laughs) I was talking to Steve
3: last week and he was just like, we were talking about like all terrain vehicles and riding shit like that. I was like, I'll kill myself on anything you give me. So whatever it is. But (laughs) Steve was like, I like to shoot guns off them. I'm like, okay. And then I started thinking about twisted metal. oh yeah yeah especially <laughs> yeah. the one from ps2 the twisted metal black the one that God, would just that like fuck your whole life up with the difficulty mm-hmm. but um yeah just riding I'm around well
5: we shit. put anything in the mud
3: i
2: mm. didn't there
5: give a God. shit what it was
3: oh dude yeah if you grew up in that area like that was the thing like just like uh, but like so many people that i know have like wrecked themselves like broken spines cracked skulls oh yeah all, just not here anymore <laughs> oh, <laughs> like yeah. that well, kind yeah. of thing and I just, I got wind of it right away that I just wasn't meant to be on that thing. <laughs> whatever that thing is. <laughs> I, I got along, I got along with the, uh, the ski do whatever the fuck's I like. That. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause you, you bail off of one of those. And as long as you don't hit like a rock or something, like you, you'll be all right.
5: <laughs> but yeah, I ride Harleys and shit. So oh, you're a bad motherfucker. I'm you're on like, the, yeah. Every they time at Max
3: riding through the desert with a shotgun motherfucker.
5: Kind out. of, but, yeah, anytime I get like on it. it, someone, I could die. Yeah. Which, that's life.
6: That's, true. that's very true. Yeah. That's true. Good point.
5: I just don't wear a helmet to make sure that I get whacked. I get whacked. <laughs> right? I don't want to get up, and then I, my legs and arms don't work. Yeah, that's, be a vegetable. At my age, the, dude, like my buddy, he was... Uh, t- just turned 21, I think he got a Harley because I had one, and he's like, "That's awesome," and he got one, and then he's barely knew how to ride the motherfucker, and he's trying to ride home in the rain in shorts. Oh, and a car turned in front of him, and he, i did an episode with him. He explains the whole thing, but uh, he fucking hit that car and broke his femur in half, ripped his oh. wiener in half. Yes, he oh. he's like a, got a cadaver uretha now. Damn. From like a dead body, cadaver
3: urethra. If that's not taken as a grindcore band name or something of that, <laughs> I was just gonna t- t- urethra
5: of the dead.
3: <laughs> Can you imagine it in that fucking? uh Because, Grant, I'm sure you've seen plenty of the the fucking unreadable metal logo designs. Yeah, one of yeah. my favorite things to see on the internet is just like I am lost. <laughs> like <laughs> I've looked at shit and just been like, I don't even. It looks like a bird's nest. <laughs> it, yeah. it Does not have anything to do with anything?
5: But somehow metal there's words in there. Does that contest? Don't they? I think it's metal I, injected. Does a uh, unreadable yeah. band logo of the week?
3: <laughs> oh yeah, it's fucking fantastic, dude. I mean, have have you printed uh, any metal band merch in your time, Graham?
6: I don't I don't think I have actually. I don't think we've had uh you know, I haven't got a ton of actual just band shirts in general throughout. You think I would get something in the last ten years. But honestly,
5: yeah, you're missing a market.
6: I think I am. Yeah. I, I haven't gotten hardly at all, actually. Now I'm thinking about it. Every now and then we'd get some like independent guy, wanted to like market out a few shirts for like something he started up, but never really went anywhere. But uh yeah, that's actually it's interesting to bring that up because I can't think of anything that we've gotten like that. Cause that would actually be kind of fun to those unreadables to put on there.
5: <laughs> yeah. And the big old, uh, full print. Shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Those are dope. That's what I tried Remember to the old, buy. like
6: tour t-shirts he'd have, like just how big they were and massive with like, just like the massive amount of graphics that covered the whole shirt. Yeah. Well, that's that's
5: what, what I was about. trying to do with my yeah. Bill Gates fucking brainwash Not shirt, that. which I mean, it turned out all right but i wanted like a big splash fucking metal shirt you know
6: yeah the little thing hey if you guys don't mind me asking how um what did you guys like grow up with music like from your parents compared to like how you got into metal and other music and what like what like got you into that you oh, know because back it, when we were kids we didn't parents. really get to pick what we wanted you know
3: yeah mine mine my introduction fortunately was from my parents mainly oh, mainly cool. my yeah mainly dope. my dad my, my dad was in a black sabbath and oh, uh he was he was a subscriber a long time to rolling stone magazine because he used to read a lot of the hunter s thompson stuff and everything too from that era uh you know for, so the the introduction to bands like corn nine inch nails uh, white zombie pretty much all came from my dad because uh, he had heard about stuff like that It's was like you ought to check these guys out so i mean it was arguably i mean of course from like a mainstream source so i got a lot of these sure. original bands that you latch on to and i think that happens to a lot of people i mean look at how many great metal artists probably grew up and still listen to kiss <laughs> you know where it's just like it's a joke you look at it now you're like what the fuck are these guys doing like this makes no <laughs> sense like why are they why are they leaning like that all at the same time like okay why is the crowd doing that but anyway um yeah so from But from Sabbath, though, I always enjoyed more of like the bluesier side of it. So I like shit that kind of had heavy riffs. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm still like a big I'm a huge Acacia Strain fan. Uh, Mike always lays down the hardest fucking riffs for them. Um, Every album gets heavier and heavier. But like just uh, other other shit like the neoclassical stuff. Like I didn't get into Maiden for a while just because it was too like Wah! you know like it just oh, yeah. i wanted i wanted something that just like you would hear in a club you wanted to hear like real fucking raw uh ty- type of shit and like more like uh, even though i wasn't a hardcore kid or a punk kid growing up necessarily i would listen to some shit but um i was always more of like a mainstream metal guy but more on the blues you know range gotcha. and then when i got into college i got introduced to a whole group of people that mm. just changed my life and the way that music fucking I, even the way i understand music so it, it just you know i've gotten to I mean, play with a couple friends and learn some things on guitar and bass and you know uh, scream a little bit that fucking hurts so yeah oh, if you wish. don't know what you're doing i don't recommend <laughs> chris will probably <laughs> tell you all about that life but yeah. you know the ultimately though i got into progressive stuff when uh my good friend john henry who is uh one of uh, my Co-hosts and like l- long time running partners and doing this. Uh his schedule changed, so no falling out or anything crazy, but uh still one of the best people in the world that I know. He uh he handed me a CD that had Between the Buried and me on it. Mm. And then another one at one time that was the Dillinger Escape Plan, and another one that was opeth And those those three bands. Uh and then I I would talk his ear off about Mashuga, which I don't <laughs> think he appreciated initially, but I think he loves now. <laughs> So, and, and even initially for me, when I first heard Mashuga, I think I found out about Masuga through watching um, the Aussie Osborne reality fucking show with his family. The Osborne. Oh, yeah. Cause they used Mashuga to torture their neighbors. And I'm like, anything that's that fucking mean that you can use to like psychologically torture your neighbors, you know, kind of like the U S government does to people. Yeah, um, I, I want to listen to that. And then I checked it out and I'm like, okay, this is way fucked up for me. I love rhythm. But this is challenging because then I'm just like, how do I even headbang to this? But then after a while, when you're able to f- kind of find a backbeat in a mashuga song, like you can tell when you're in the crowd watching their shows. And shout out to my friend Zeister, who I hope uh, hears this because he just caught Mashuga up in uh, Long Island, I think, and somebody's boot to his fucking eye after we talked about getting hurt in mosh pits on the fucking shows. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> no coincidences, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but uh like once you find that backbeat you can look around the crowd and you know that everybody else who knows that's cool that that's is. some magic like when people talked about the magic of mathematics earlier in the chat like on rock fan shout out to that mm-hmm. person that brought it up It was fucking forever ago um but yeah like that that magic and mystery that there is to uh music and music theory like once you do get a little bit of a grasp of it all the like some of the magic does disappear That's kind of like the sad thing of it. Um, And that's where I find like people that do have a more creative approach to it and start adding things from like different genres, different sounds, different instrumentation, even to their shit. That's when it gets really fun for me to listen to because everything else, like anybody can buy a, a fucking plug in. That sounds like one of those old crate amps they used to do death metal on you can buy a bc rich and chug yeah, on right it for forever. you know like yeah <laughs> like it sound like dime right here mm. yeah yeah like you, you can do that kind of stuff but it's just like but what are you doing with it that's going to be different than what the previous generation did with it like how are you going to incorporate like all the new techniques and things that are happening both in in, in composition uh through the use of technology and then also the struggle is how do you still do that with analog technology like chris you brought it up and that's brilliant because i i mean i there are certain analog producers out there i love watching their youtube videos because like going to their studio would be like eh. as soon as i walked in you know <laughs> like <laughs> they just have the that's just like you know you got to drop like a million dollars to have this studio and it's just like i don't want to touch anything. okay <laughs> i just want to look i don't want to touch i just want to look um but it's like one of those things where like how do you how do you perform and do that nowadays like and and it's it we're also being you know as people not just in music but also in alternative media we could be taken over easily by just an ai algorithm program like just a talking head that appears on the screen they do this in china now with like news broadcasts
5: i've I've reported on it they just released one in canada
3: fuck okay well yeah Damn it, Canada. Fuck. What are you doing up there, Canada? <laughs> Tease. Tease, I feel you. I know why Tease, like grabs his skull at times during right. Wednesdays, right? He just sits <laughs> back and just grabs his fucking head to keep it from exploding at times. Because you could tell. Because Canada, right? Fuck. <laughs> they're doing everything. like they the the first adopters. They're just like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just want to kill people on demand. Sounds good. All right. I
5: think it was Canada. They were speaking English, so it's it could be it could go either way. I didn't get deep into it.
3: Well, at least it wasn't French, because you know those Quebecers. No, I have never no. With
5: have them. you heard of uh, Rivers of Nile?
3: <laughs> I fucking love Rivers of Nile. Uh, not only do I love Rivers of Nile, but I will argue to the death um, that saxophone belongs in heavy metal. Um, yeah a lot of people are (laughs) using that sound now oh it's so fucking tasty like um where where owls know my name is an incredible track but uh that that album that
5: album start to finish dude yeah yeah i could just get lost
3: i believe the album of that year i have posted it for heavy sunday um before i believe um i would i would gladly repost it any week to you know just to tell people to check it out but i think that came out in like 2018 and yeah. that that's not just been like it, that wasn't just like the album of the year i think for me that year but
5: that was like that
3: was one of the better records that i've listened to in the past 10 years
5: yeah like of just
3: where it takes you
5: it's like fit for an autopsy i guess uh mm-hmm. i guess the guitar player produces everything and just sends those <laughs> guys out to tour yeah. He, he writes everything. Damn. He produces it all. They just go out and perform it. He doesn't go out and do touring or anything. The original guitar player, I guess, produces everything. Is that, do you know about that?
3: Well, even the idea of doing something like that is it dope. Kinda, it, it, it's, it's cool because, like, being a person, like, if you have the ability to be a good songwriter or a composer, like, you may not want, you may not have the ability. Or, or just like the kind of lifestyle to go out and tour these days.
5: Well, he's busy. He's busy yeah. producing shit, so yeah. he stays. That's where all the money is.
3: And if you got a family to support at that point too, I, I, I can't hold anyone. Playing live goes fucking dope. That's the thing. Like when you see somebody perform something that they wrote, like going back to like you know John Butler tree. Like when you when you see somebody perform a song that's coming from them, mm-hmm. like it's different. I don't care if it's folk music. I don't care if it's blues, like anything under the sun, jazz music. Like when they're when you're performing your own shit, there's just a different vibe to it altogether. Like there's a, there's a certain authenticity to the emotional experience that you're getting there. And other people, arguably, I mean, we could talk about covers like sure. in every genre from now on to the end of time about you know how many people did this better than this person that did the original or whatever. But you know for me like being able to see bands like rivers of nile write um imaginative metal music using modern production techniques Fuck, they use a theremin. <laughs> i've never even yeah. fucked with one of those things that's i don't that's even amazing. know what that is so a theremin is an instrument that works on um kind of you wave your hand in the oh, air in okay, front of yeah, it
5: yeah yeah it's got mm. that uh, and it's modeled primarily. after a Chimera yeah, I used it.
3: Yeah, it's it's modeled after a female opera singer's voice. So it's huh. used in like old school, like movie uh soundtracks, especially like sci fi and stuff. It's all like, you know, Chimera here, was yeah. using
5: the dude who was doing the sampling and shit in Chimera, he was using one of those. And there was another thing he had that was kind yeah, of yeah. like that, but didn't have like you just waved your hand over it. It wasn't mm-hmm. like that bar thing. Yeah, they do digital ones now. Um and they're pretty cheap. Like you can get
3: you can get one used for probably a couple hundred bucks, I think. But yeah, the 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 application of it though, like you have a you have to have a good ear um because that off pitch is going to be nasty. <laughs> Especially <laughs> in those upper frequencies. Yeah. So the people that can control it well and do fun things with it, though, it can sound amazing. And it's great layering, especially with modern guitars, because like going back to the rivers and Nile thing they're in drop tuning. So they're super low chuggers, right? Yeah. <laughs> so to have all of that upper like kind of frequencies available through not only the, the saxophone, but then a theremin or something like that layered behind it. Um, you are really, yeah, you're, you're doing some amazing things there.
5: Just that saxophone in that, in the back on rivers and Nile. Uh, turns it almost orchestra like yeah oh yeah makes it huge mm-hmm. yeah it gives it texture
3: it, yeah. it has yeah you know, it sounds wider um it, it the sound of it sounds bigger it has more depth to it so
2: now yeah. I, I love eson me.
3: for that shit too eson is amazing he was the vocalist for emperor for many years and then uh he went off and did his own solo thing and he worked i found out about him through my love of michael ackerfeld uh, from opeth and everything he fucking touches and um they're not only does zacherfeld do amazing vocals on the eson records but some of the ones that have the saxophone parts in the back of them yeah and and they they found out how to use it like aggressively too where it's not like i don't know like kind of cheesy you know what i mean like you're trying yeah. to like be heavy on the saxophone like you might end up sounding kind of cheese like kind of you know just Kind of you know, stock or whatever, but no, he he worked with an amazing. He rather he composed or worked with an amazing composer for those parts.
5: Did so you like ever the, get into Winds of Plague? You know, um, Winds of Plague There's was one album, Decimate the Week was yeah, yeah.
3: Those will pop up on like some of like the the feeds. I'll just have rolling. While I'm out driving around or some shit.
5: But uh, I, I thought Winds of, really... I thought Decimate the Week was like one of the better like uh, concepts mm-hmm. done as far as straight through like battle music oh see yeah i mean we, when you get
3: into stuff like that um all the power metal things i have certain friends that are like big sonata artica fans and like stuff like that like stuff if you want something that has a big classical feel to it but uh shout out to uh tom cooper for posting one of their uh deals mm-hmm. the other day septic flesh oh mm-hmm. man when you talk about battle music uh, because what septic flesh does is they use amazing like really saturated uh sounding like analog sounding tracks of like orchestrated parts and horns and shit like that but then imagine that with blast beats <laughs> <It's> been- <laughs> and their, and their All drummer on- is disgusting <laughs> so onth on they just yes. dropped a song
5: with the dude from Saxon mm. It's called Saxon versus the Vikings or Vikings versus Saxon. I just punched my microphone for Saxon because I was like,
3: "Yeah, Saxon." I didn't know shit about Saxon until like years ago, watching the Sam Dunn documentaries um, about metal and finding out about how like important kind of Saxon was and the bridge between like like sort of like the thrash era stuff, like the Metallica stuff and everything like that, you know, into like the modern metal things because you know, uh, Wheels of Steel that record cycle for me. Um, you go back and listen to a lot of that song structure, yeah. Saxon was fucking nice. They they did some good shit back in the day. So
5: Yeah. Um yeah, you know all the deets, all the details. I'm not that I'm a metal dude, but I grew mm-hmm. up on uh first like George Jones, Conway mm-hmm. Twitch. Oh, right? there you go. Garth Brooks. Mm-hmm. Garth Brooks was like the closest thing to rock and roll I had, right?
3: Yeah
5: bt bam cover
3: them they they, between the bear to me had a a anatomy of record that they did that album cycle was great they covered king crimson two three of a perfect. all that remains
5: covered garth brooks and completely fucking dropped (laughs) the ball just the ball dude they didn't even add the third verse of when he when she fucking kills the dude like oh phil blocked me so i don't give a fuck his (laughs) pants Dude's been wearing girl for. pants for so fucking long. Uh, Cause I said he wears girl pants. And we argued uh. about like uh, <laughs> fucking poverty or something. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The girl pants, the girl pants thing I think comes. You wore about. the tightest pants I'd ever seen in my fucking life. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> when I seen him, I seen all that remains chimera, lamb of God. And, Fuck, I think Ojira might have been or unearthed, and uh, like afterwards, we're all hanging out, and uh, like Phil Lavani's the shortest I'm short as fuck, dude, and he's shorter than I am, and he's wearing chick pants. There's no way those were dude pants at that time. Those were chick pants because at that time, that's what everybody was wearing was those fucking tight, tight, mm-hmm. tight fucking chick pants, and yeah. Yeah, he blocked me because we were arguing about... I don't know what the fuck we were arguing about.
3: <laughs> that's kind of a rough thing when you go to a show, though. And even, like, growing up uh, a Zeppelin fan, like, you put on, like, the song remains the same. And just, like, you you got to, like, kind of question why you're watching something that's just, like, zoomed in on Robert mm. Plant's dick. You know? <laughs> like, like, guess I've never watched that. I've never... Uh... It's one I'm of the it's major. one of the know your audience things yeah. though too because in metal mm. like it's mostly dudes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so true. There seems to like, be
5: this wave of chicks coming through right now. Hmm. Of uh, metal front chicks coming back through. Like I mean, uh, God bless
3: a- these testosterone lacking young men of these days to have to deal with a wave of like bitches that <laughs> listen
5: to slam metal. <laughs> oh, dude, this day's new. I now I gotta look it up because this bitch is bad. I like this band. I'm expecting a lot hardcore. of broke jaws and I'm not even going to say from what
3: <laughs>
2: straight
5: there was a band here. I wish I would have known, uh, they were looking for a vocalist. I didn't see it until, uh, they had already found somebody. Oh, damn. And it was a chick. They found a chick. Well, I mean, there are some
3: impressive, uh, chick vocalist front persons out there. I know that, uh, um, one of the, i think it was scowl is the the name of the hardcore band that that tom shared the other day i think they're from uh his neck of the woods
5: too hmm. uh Dude, but yeah, this yeah, them, yeah. like yeah. uh this chick who i guess won vocalist of the year on some fucking metal thing like she does some badass vocals and now I'm trying to figure out where the hell she's from because she just dropped a new video and on her bicep on the inside is uh, the state of Iowa is tattooed. Oh shit. Yeah. So, and there's a little mark on it, which is gotta be kind of where she's probably from if that's what that's about. And it's just weird because like there's, she never mentions it or anything like that. And she always pops up on my Instagram god damn it i'm trying to find this i can't remember their name right now i'm horrible with band names these days because i just have a playlist like i said that plays Mm -hmm. insane shit and i just if i don't like it i just skip it
3: Harp sent us the new tom mcdonald track
5: oh yeah i it's fucking i'm waiting for him to drop a metal track
3: I mean, it, it's totally possible. I mean, I think uh, yeah. our, my friend uh, Erroneous Method, whom I've had on the show in the past, he, he does uh, a lot of great self-produced hip hop stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, I I said gleefully the other day that blast beats do belong
5: in hip hop. We're gonna make it happen.
3: <laughs> so you can <laughs> well, have. I, that I mean, metal, sure.
5: metal, and fucking rap and hip hop are the easiest crossover. Yeah. To do. I mean, because like, they both have room to be extreme. Like, I can turn you any know. song into a metal song. All you got to do is scream over it. Yeah. Boom. It's metal. Like I have a version of somebody that I used to know. Nice. That's metal. Yeah,
3: because people uh, can can get hype in those crowds too. A lot. It's like standing mm-hmm. room stuff. Like hey, you know, go to a country oh, dude, concert where everybody's so- sitting in the crowd, like grand old opera, and all of a sudden it's like, brr, you know, like just
5: <laughs> people doing would a fucking <laughs> metal version of somebody that I used to know. Uh, okay. yeah the fucking crowd would fucking they'd be like because I mean it was a big hit stupid song everybody fucking heard the stupid song when it was fucking all over the place so oh, the all their girlfriends albums?
3: yeah people clean up on that shit
5: yeah oh dude. yeah So everybody's girlfriend knows the fucking song and mm-hmm. like yeah my buddy's like you can't make that metal It's like bullshit you can make fucking anything fucking metal I really like Devil
3: Driver's cover
5: of Sale. yeah see mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, they
5: did it. They did it good. Like I want to do a metal version of "Bury My Bones" by uh now. I can't remember him because he's a country singer. Oh, eh, fuck! He's a big country singer too. Big a deal. Character. Big deal. Bit so big. I don't fucking care about his name. God damn it! I can't find this band now. I can't remember their name either. I just like I said earlier. If you took notes, that uh, I can't remember names or the fuck. It's days something, but this chick's pretty bad. This popped up on my thing, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I think it's whiskey Myers. As- What's that? Bury, bury my bones. It's yeah, like- whiskey Myers. That's yeah. right. Bury my bones. I was yeah. trying to get my buddy to do a cover of it. I said, "Just play this as if you were dime bag." There you go. Playing this, and then do a fucking some dime bombs, and you know some finger stuff there. At the bridge part or wherever that is. He gets you a whammy. Yes. He's got got the stuff to do it. He's just busy. He's the guy. He's my guitar guy. You know, my guitar player for my old bands. Okay. I mean, if he has a whammy and
3: you know, he could definitely, well, he's
5: got a, he's got a Randy Rhodes fucking flying V dude. uh, It's got the Floyd Rose. It's, it's a nice setup. He hates it.
3: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs>
2: Floyd
5: Rose is a bitch, you know, to keep maintained. uh yeah, I am not a big fan of having to like work with
3: fucking tension.
5: And That's like, the next thing I'm getting is Floyd Rose. I don't give a um, fuck. I want a dime bomb like a motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> Floyd Rose is the easiest to dime bomb with. For well, me, anyways you you can you can do
3: it with you could do it with a thing, or you could do it with a pedal and the, the the pedal will allow you to kind of keep it in tune as well which is nice yep. um but then uh, you know for me i think my next guitar is going to have an evertune bridge in it um that's something you could it's it's something that uh like the, the ben wyman from the dillinger escape plan he helped like kind of just really put into the the metal ecosphere because he was an early adopter of it because like dillinger escape plan for those that aren't familiar one of the like the not just craziest heavy, but then also like live performance wise when you see them, um, they just they used to go absolutely fucking insane. Like their their singer would jump off of balconies into the crowd, they would headwalk on people. And Dillinger. Oh, Dillinger was one of the like no doubt one of the craziest live experiences yeah. I've ever been to. There's like ever.
5: a video when what's his face, the mic broke. And he oh. just is screaming. Mm. And you can, whoever has the camera is way back at, on the top of a balcony. So they're way back there and he's just screaming and you can hear him.
6: Damn. Yeah. But yeah, I'm Greg's a bad afterwards. <laughs> afterwards, afterwards he,
5: he, he probably regretted that because if they were still doing it, if they, they had tour coming still, he was fucked up after that. <laughs> You can't just fucking scream like that and be he- heard over the crowd, the fucking amps and shit like that, screaming like that and not mm-hmm. have just blown your fucking cords. And you it's not even going to affect you until like a day and a half later. And that uh, you can't talk. Yeah, Yeah, I've
3: I've tried. I've tried it out. I've tried it out a couple times, like trying to do that type of projection, you know. Because there's certain guys, like if they get in close on a mic and have the right type of mic, they can make any kind of sound. Because it's all
5: amplification. Gojira dude, fucking has taught a lot of people that. Oh yeah, the dude from Gojira, he just basically he's like, ah, yeah, he's not he's not fucking screaming really. He's just basically soft screaming into the microphone they have yeah, i was gonna cite bro job <laughs> with cj mcmahon in them yeah just yeah. having
3: like that close in like dynamic mic and like the right type of compressor and like all the different things that you can use uh channel strip wise to get distortion and compression yeah i didn't even know how
5: awesome a compressor was until just like yeah like to be able to control level like i have the jo- joey sturgis studio package Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. There's done some good metal records for sure. <laughs> yeah. The gain reduction and the fucking compressor. And there's a pixelator on there. So that's nice to know that mm-hmm. everybody's using that. Mm-hmm. Because when you start buying these packages or looking into these fucking packages and then you find out these fuckers' sound chains that they're using, mm-hmm. you know, because back in the day, way back in the day, my buddy had. Ran vocals through a guitar pedal, right? Not necessarily like to give more distortion. It was more like to add like reverb and compression. Cause we didn't, nobody knew what the fuck compression was. We didn't even know what the fuck it was. We just knew it was fucking leveling it out and shit. And people would talk shit, right? And now look where we're at. We're, we're 25 years later right now and fuck it. Like nobody is doing anything live without sound chains and fucking full on hooked up to. They've got a guy behind the sound guy that runs their shit and it's all through a computer to be able to sound oh, yeah.
3: No doubt. I mean, a like, lot of the
5: professional bands if they're if they're not on like some kind of they don't uh, have backing tracks. Order. I'm not saying they're using backing tracks vocally, but they are covered. They're they're produced live. Yeah. Now you yeah. can do that. You can produce it live. You don't just it's not just a little reverb and, you know, whatever the sound guy does now you hook up a fucking laptop and you run you know like a howard benson or a george or a joey sturgis sound chain right through the live setup yeah. so you have those effects and you have your gain reductions and compressors and all that shit already on you
3: and it's amazing how fast that that turns like certain scenes around because like coming up like what, what we talked about before like chris when you and i were kids and learning how to do anything like that we were probably like picking up little bits and pieces from different people in our lives. And nowadays, you just hop on YouTube and there's a wealth mm-hmm. of people out there that just do yep. gear reviews and all kinds of crazy shit. I mean, it's been super useful to me. I mean, I've learned so much about how to produce a podcast, you know, from being able to have that wealth of information. The downside is, is that going back to kind of like where we started in the whole conversation, now i'm supporting a giant conglomerate that fucking hates me and i yeah. hate it like when i'm going there so yep. and then most of the people that we, you know we're given the chance to talk to they're still somehow on youtube like how long do they still have mm-hmm. but you know i just
5: found out i'm fucking suspended from going live i didn't know i was completely oh and totally suspended from going live but the other day on am, AM wake up i was gonna just flip it onto youtube because i everybody's on youtube mm-hmm. again right and they youtube seems to be letting certain shit fly and i wanted to go on there and see how much shit they were going to let fly and Mm -hmm. right away it popped up and said you are suspended like leave
3: it to the bad kids to test out where the line is folks yeah (laughs) 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 what does it take to get kicked the fuck out of this bar
6: (laughs) uh, let's find out i got offered an (laughs) An online class the other day to uh, get rid of one of my strikes. I was like, nah, I'm good. I was An curious. Online what put you class. Through. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They said if you want to remove please. one of your strikes, please click here and go through our class, and you can remove. it. It's almost What's like through? you know getting rid of a ticket. <laughs> like,
5: uh, wait, no, that's a re-education class. program. Who's yeah. that? Through? Was that save that shit? That was save YouTube.
6: that shit.
3: Yeah.
5: Yeah, I've you kept have every
3: screenshot that I have, and yeah. shit that they've sent me, every email, and the yeah, Gmail mm-hmm. account I set up for my YouTube account. That's still there. I have a
5: folder called Blocks and Bans. Mm-hmm. It's no, because these motherfuckers
3: should get sued eventually. There should be a they class should. action lawsuit with creators like us for damages yep. because they're fucking manipulating the market for certain political points that they are being handed. Like this yeah. is this is a rigged fucking game when it comes to YouTube. They're keeping us from thousands of eyeballs every fucking day like the hard work that we put into producing shit like this every day that you come on air and every time Graham that you want to pull your fucking hair out of your mustache needed trying to do video editing. Cause I'm sure Mm -hmm. that's a fucking chore with your, your project. (laughs) And then to have them fuck you, like knowing that they're fucking you, like they're holding Mm -hmm. you back and then they're giving you these
5: bullshit strikes. And then they told us how they did it, who did it. Yeah, where it they'll, was done they'll print a time a fucking magazine
3: done. article about it until you go fucking wipe right your, your ass
5: with this
6: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep.
5: Yeah. And the ones that like I, I've said this before that would lean right or mm-hmm. lean left or you know, go all the way on to one side or the other, they got elevated. Yeah. Uh, well, that's why I love you're talking about
3: the pogo shit, because like mm-hmm. you've been schooling people on that. Like just getting people to understand even the idea. That there are people of influence out there that are utilizing these tools to manipulate
5: people. And it goes other beyond people. controlled opposition. This is yeah. uh, the pogo thing is unknown controlled opposition. And I, I'm sure Alex got a hold of this because, you know, last week, I think it was last week when we covered Jones coming out and saying, you know, Maybe I was a controlled opposition, but I don't know. You know, I don't know if I was being controlled, you know, but I'm here to tell you I'm going against the fucking globalist, you know, <laughs> like, uh, and then, uh, Andrew Tate dropped that one video where he said, I was controlled opposition. You had control of me, but now you, you fucked up. Now I'm going to break the matrix. You know, the, i mean dude like they're fucking telling you straight up those types mm-hmm. but like then there's other people who i remember i had Le- les luther on my show i don't know if you guys seen him you know he went to ukraine and he'll do he'll, oh. when shit's going on he'll go right to that place okay and then start doing videos so when the war popped off in ukraine he went to like Kiev like immediately and then he was walking around filming and places that they were saying getting blown up he was showing they're perfectly fine And none of his shit was getting banned or blocked. And he even told me, he's like, fuck, I don't know if I'm being used because my stuff's not even getting community no, you know. I don't know if we were doing they were doing community notes at that. I think they were starting it, but uh nothing gets banned, blocked, or taken off. So they're using he said straight up, they're could be using me. I don't fucking know. And that's what I was trying to get to the bottom of with Jacob Chonsley, you know, of like but like the refusal to admit that yeah they totally used me i you know i mean my bad you know are these (laughs) like yeah and not just like yeah i'm an actor playing my role you know not everybody in the deep states bad and evil duh like what dude like get the fuck out of here it was a tough
3: interview for me to watch just as a fan of am wake up just because like i know that you guys wanted to kind of get into something a little bit more serious with jacob but he is not in any way, a serious character unless he's something that he's keeping from us. Right.
5: Yeah. I wish it would have came a little bit more on that one would have had a little bit more set up, I guess it's now that I have like my whole J six folder fucking organized and labeled and shit. So I can just go bang, 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 bang. And then that new footage come out of him, you know? Yeah. And I wasn't even like fucking like going at him that hard right no, like no.
3: I saw what happened on Twitter with that bullshit yeah. and just like and I and I stepped in because I don't normally but I just just to ask like him to just please like this is what we wanted out of this exchange we just wanted you to explain yourself so if you're not a person of influence that was in that crowd that day for any type of entity just fucking name one it could be public or private I'm willing to accept that there was influence in that crowd
5: but yeah that new footage fucking shows something yeah. Him not being at a rally as the Q and being there as Jacob, that's questionable, and then finding out they're all from the same fucking area in Phoenix, like yeah. weird, <laughs> like holy shit, dude, like how many mother is Phoenix like some sort of hub or something like what what, oh, what are we talking about here? you know and I, I mean, I'm playing military
3: bases out near Phoenix, I'm sure. I mean, we probably probably, have people in the chat that are probably familiar with that area and what they got going on out there. I mean, imagine if you wanted those mines in the same place.
2: Yeah.
5: It's fucking crazy when, you know, you got people are like, you know, all these, all these fucking, all these CIA fuckers and Tucker Carlson's, they all got, you know, military, they're all military background and military. So many of the J6 prisoners. So many of the people that were part of
3: the actual instigation of of the uh, problems that day were. Uh, of military background
5: too of, well then you have idols pop up there. like uh the horned one and mm-hmm. people look past that part they're like oh yeah he's a good guy because he's spitting the same shit that we like you know he's huh. talking free energy and you know freedom of you know speech and all that how do we know he was even in jail mm-hmm. huh. you know what I'm saying like I didn't go there I didn't check it out like who the fuck was going there every day to make sure he was there well and all and- they could do is go Oh yeah, he's in the solitary place, you know, <laughs> that he's he's totally in there, guys. He's in there learning his lessons and his fucking lines or whatever he's gotta do. Cause come on, dude, to walk up right to the front door in that getup, and then mm-hmm. you're the first one in and you go right to the fucking like and I'm pretty sure in that interview I asked him how many times did you see Ray Epps? Did you see Ray Epps at any time? And I, I got to go through that whole thing because I'm pretty sure I asked that, and he's like, ah, "I just mm-hmm. fucking rain danced around it." Yeah, because my main thing was the occult thing. It's yeah. like, dude, you were in a ritual, dude. Like, literally, in a, the guy fucking told you it's a sacred place. You claim your stuff's ritualistic, but but he kept dancing around that shit. And, uh. Yeah, he's rather full of shit, you know.
3: Or he's I dropped the
5: ball on it. I should have been more. I don't better.
3: think you dropped the ball, yeah, man. I was, was hard to, to get It, him it was in a there. rough watch, just as a, yeah. a fan of your work, because like having a character like that on your show, um, it, it's just it it sort of how do I say this? It, it sort of brings about certain questions about the J Six um, videos that I've seen. In the past uh, i've worked with uh, gary mcbride out of m5 news out of texas uh, for a while watching a lot of footage uh that he had access to um and, and just like for me I, i've seen like these people that are i don't want to call them a particular label because i know that there might be a penalty for doing so so and i don't want to ruin any person's life for for an accusation that I make. But there were people within that crowd that day, assuredly, that had connections, like you mentioned, Chris, to things where this could have very well been something that was an act um done by potentially the military because we were in a state of emergency at the time because of COVID. Mm-hmm. The fact that we and our government was able to act on certain things. There were potential threats during that time, um, gives them a broad brush to give them a tremendous amount of immunity for what happened that day. And over and over again, I'm sorry, but over I and think- over again, like people like Jacob, they take plea deals and that, bar- and that buries the evidence of that plot. Every single person that takes a plea deal buries the the ability for not only the judicial system, which is already rigged against us in this case, in my opinion, but then also the ability for researchers like you, Chris, and others, to actually be able to find out what the fuck really happened that day, because none, none nothing ever has to be presented to the official record. So and, yeah, uh, J
5: Six is one of the. I mean, when they talk about nine eleven, yeah, never forget it, because like they. Literally, there's the video of uh, Pelosi's daughter saying, you know, uh, people ain't going to fucking worry about this for too long. We got to keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And like they laughed and joked about how literally air quoted insurrection when she mm-hmm. said it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dude. And then they said uh, the whole lying thing is just amazing because people are so distracted by. T- tiktoks and all the bullshit like like that vivek ramaswamy thing after what was it the debate there's Mm -hmm. a clip of him afterwards with the cnn lady and she goes you said that fucking j6 was an inside job and he goes to tell his answer and she immediately she goes i you know i want an answer basically and he goes to give the answer and she's like no i have to stop <laughs> you know the whole time she's not eh, ah, eh, ah, ooh, ah, ah. no those are the facts i'm telling you right now nah, they well i have to that you know it's like no we need you to tell the dan don't tell the aunt that you know she's like, <laughs> like i can't remember who was up i think it was rfk was up in a congressional hearing and uh I want to say Liz Cheney because her fucking face is coming to my head, but it's not. It's some other lady was asking him. I'm something. sorry. You just had to see that. And, yeah, he, that's a, that's like and he, starts, he starts answering it and she just keeps fucking like interrupting. And someone's like, hey, let him answer. Quit interrupting. And she's like, I'm not interrupting. You can go ahead and answer. And he goes to answer and he's like, see, I'm not interrupting. I'm letting him answer. And then he's <laughs> He stops and he's like, "So go ahead and give your answer." And he starts it. Well, I and see, I'm not interrupting him. See, he's allowed to say his answer. And every time he'd go to fucking speak, <laughs> it's like, see how I'm not interrupting him right now? Do you see mm-hmm. how I'm not stopping him from telling you know his train of thought? Do you see how I'm not trying to derail his train? Yeah. That's like, that's geez. a conversational tactic, though.
3: Like it, the amount mm-hmm. of time that you can control in a debate. This is why I fucking hate debates because they, they put, you put people on a timer. Like if you've ever watched NFL, which I know Chris that you have, Graham. I don't know if you're ever mm-hmm. a football fan, but oh, yeah. you know, getting get into shit like that, like when you control the clock, that's everything, yep. baby. That's that's fucking everything. Uh if you can get a little bit of points, you don't have and you you can control the rest of the clock, game's yours. Wins the win? People, yeah. And people do that with debates. Like I'm I'm sure that you, cause you you imbibe a lot of media. Uh Chris, I think you watched, did you watch those uh guys, those debates
5: between Dave Smith. And yeah. Laura oh, Loomer, yeah, 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 played some of those clips, mm-hmm. and it's just fucking um, arguing. And then it's weird. And then the host kept, kept jumping in too. Like, yeah, he kept jumping in, and like,
3: and when did they fuck them on the times? Like, were they actually timing things? Like, well, we'll give you five minutes, and we'll give you five minutes. I think minutes, they were was supposed it just, to be
5: like, doing like, that, but they're just fucking arguing the whole fucking time. Mm-hmm. Host okay, so it was a shit show. It, and, is what you yeah, saying? It's basically a shit show, and yeah, then the host fucked a lot of it. Gavin Newsom and DeSantis were supposed to do if I guess they already oh, did yeah, it. That, that never nobody, happened. Yeah, it's already been done, and like <laughs> nobody gives a fuck. Like, for no. one, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, now we have politicians who can just call each other out and do a debate. I mean, that might be cool, I guess, but like them two, who gives a shit? Like, who yeah, fucking cares about you?
2: <laughs> you know,
5: like, <laughs> debate someone that gives a, you know, give a fuck about, you know, and now. With Spaces, dude, Mm. it's going to change things because when Alex popped onto Spaces, it went 100,000, which they've been bigger with Elon. Mm -hmm. But Alex seeing how big it is, how much interaction he can have, and even the other ones, the PBR, PBDs, or PDBs, Patrick, Bet David, Mm -hmm. and uh, some of the other ones, seeing how powerful Spaces can be like and then they were talking about the debates and like how they should be so <clears throat> these it, that all could completely change drastically in the next fucking 6 months to where these debates are held in this weird open twitter fucking forum type shit so cuz that's what they keep asking they keep saying like i think uh RFK was on he's like oh yeah I- 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 I'll debate Peter Otes right now on a space, but he won't come in. And it's like we take them a million people's fucking tag them. He won't come in. What a pussy! I guess you're right, Robert. <laughs> well,
3: I don't know if did that got caught on the spaces since you brought that up. Actually, pissing. He may have been. Oh yeah, I
2: got that. My like that, last. Episode,
5: that's yeah. awesome.
3: Hard well, to confirm weird. piss. You know, it's it's a different frequency. Maybe I don't know what mm-hmm. the piss frequency is. But anybody in the chat that knows, just drop that to us. Well, the thing is, is
5: it's like. I broke down like the second half of the, the spaces on my show last week. And uh mm-hmm. I couldn't help, but notice how well they weren't talking over each other. Right. So just knowing that they weren't talking over each other, they weren't on phones and then Vivek pisses and it sounds big and open. <laughs> right. Because big you can hear it's... the echo and shit you can hear. Yeah. the, And then he goes, Oh, sorry. And it's like, Totally like clear, clear as day. Like you just put a fucking came right up to a microphone. Like, and I don't mm-hmm. know how the phones work that well. Cause I never do this stuff on the phones unless it's plugged into my mixer. Yeah. So like they, I know Alex Jones was set up where he could monitor and he was running through his shit for sure. But the fact they were able to conversate and have no walkover, very little walkover was like, Man, it seems like they're all in the same motherfucking room together. Like, how the fuck are they able to do this without over-talking each other? Because I've, I've jumped, I've recorded many spaces. I've jumped into, especially with Elon, because Elon, the last ones, I mean, you can tell he's using his phone. Mm. You know, because you can hear the background noise. You can hear that openness. There's no gate on it. And like, uh, you can
3: buy interfaces now that work with your phone. Yeah, you know, yeah. especially like oh. if you have something like a, the, the iPhone platform, which I'm not a big fan of, but, you know, have if you have something like that, there's really good interfaces that, that yep. you can make work with that phone. So, um, you know, it's and the only way I can do uh, a mic or whatever. Like, even a laugh mic would sound better than the shit that's in most of those phones. So, yeah, they no, probably yeah. Yeah. so they the, they were like the and they can even use Skype to connect with each other on a separate device. Yeah, so they can see each other. So they could do cues, you know, because it's it's. Well, it's, Alex it, was coming in <laughs> through into my Dave little Smith. bubble here. It's it's only cue people. As we, I just
5: out. Alex was coming in through Dave Smith uh, because Alex wasn't blue checked yet. Oh, Go. okay. And every time I tried to get on the stage and hit the microphone, it would say you can't. So it, I, I'm assuming the spaces. If you're blue checked, you can lock them to blue check. So wait,
3: Dave Smith enabled Alex Jones.
5: Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was him because every time Smith was talking or uh, Jones was talking, Dave's little speaker things moving. What do you all think of that chat? Does Dave deserve some shame Hmm.
3: for that or does he deserve an attaboy for that? Because, I mean, really, I I don't mind platforming people that are banned because, well, fuck, I'm banned. So, I mean, (laughs) I could be wrong. So don't quote me. I'm just going by when I was watching. Brian Christian does pirate streams. They they named a show after it now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah i'm not yeah. i'm not i'm not shitting on dave for doing that but it's just like when you bring jones to the party like who like if, if doesn't brought make, to one of our like, for like, jones right? Right? Yeah. Like, like this mother who brought this motherfucker you know
5: yeah that space was open for jones specifically but the fact that he wasn't in there and then i don't know if my fucking twitter fucks up because they've been working and changing shit mm-hmm. like now on the pc if you click media it's set up kind of like the twitter grid instead gotcha. of Having to go through your tweets to find media because there's times where I go search something that I tweeted and I can't fucking find it, but now it puts it in a grid. So they've been working on that because every time my fucking Twitter's fucking up, they're working on something. Something's about mm. to fucking change, and now they have to add video to Spaces because someone's wow. like, "When are you add video to Spaces," and Elon's like, "Uh, well, yeah." I, that's I did get I'm a in.
3: notice that we're allowed on Streamyard now to stream to Instagram.
5: Whoa! Oh, I was now, wondering how the fuck they were doing that. Now, I,
3: I don't know how long the fuck that's going to last for this show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to give it a try. I mean, just to yeah, see fuck, if there's another well. platform. Like, I do stream to Twitter, Twatter, as our friend mm-hmm. Harps calls it. So uh, who also sent us the metal song that uh, Tom McDonald did. Apparently, it's called nice. Culture Vulture.
5: Shut the f- it's not metal, is it?
3: I mean, we could see. Let's pull, I mean,
5: I, Let's, pull just, Let's pull it I'm up. We can see. I mean, I'm waiting for the time when he comes out with a fucking metal song.
3: We'll ha- we'll have to do at least a, a segment every Friday uh, when you're on, Chris, if you Tom have the chance. To just say, you know? is this metal? <laughs> okay. Oh, <there> you go. <laughs> just ask the all-important question. Um, so let me find it here, and I'll pull it up. On and of course, it plays because YouTube likes to fuck you like that. Oh, you son of a bitch. Okay. Uh full screen boop. Oh, that doesn't help. That doesn't help yet. Let me do this and do
5: fucking YouTube. Thinking. Motherfucking YouTube. Not premium YouTube sucks. Yeah, not premium yeah. YouTube does fucking blow. Mm-hmm. There's like 15 fucking ads in this one song. All right, so
3: now. Let me drag the streamer thing over here because I hate it there. Trying a new setup today production-wise, and I do not like it. So here we go. I think this works now. So here, let me hit the boop. Nope, it's Blink-182. <laughs> it, it is that playful, yeah.
0: Too bad the-
3: I appropriate the culture. Oh, I am just, just another white boy of exactly. a vulture. They wipe away the color on the team they want to be on. I guess a pack of dying dogs would probably know a vulture if they seen one. They only hate the white rabbits who pop it. I'm waiting, so waiting for the medal in here. These guys, this, he this is
5: locked down.
3: Jar, my wife. Ever
5: since I remember.
0: started pointing out that these rabbits can only rap about strippers and mixing and with Xanax, they started stripping because my vision has been reaching the masses. I'm not afraid to say hear that hook
3: and the lyrics ex. are I'm there black black. too Man, I'm on. All my lyrics were conscious but yeah. I'm white Southern
0: labeled ignorant and obnoxious. I'm racist for hating and all the mumble rap on because they're black and black people have created the genre
5: I think that's
1: the metal part.
5: I don't know if it's supposed to be metal. (laughs) I just seen him tweet out that it was supposed to be so different. And like his last one was quite different because it was just an acoustic song. Oh, there you go. Uh Uh-oh. None drummers. Okay, back to the hook. Yeah, I mean we, we gave it we gave what it to old spot. Tom McDonald. I mean it's good. I'm
3: not hating on it. I'm not saying I'll just go jam it,
5: it later mm-hmm. when on the way to pick up the kid,
3: but like I don't uh, know if I, uh, about, I mean it has metal elements to it. So he he did like a, a good, good yeah. progressive type of thing to do with it musically, you know, yeah. But and he and,
5: never said anything about metal. He just said he was doing something different. And yeah. I, me, mm-hmm. I'm like I mean, the only fucking other different thing you could really do is come out with like a fucking hardcore metal song. Cause you just rap over it and aggressively just you bring your inner DMX like out. Rhythm. Right. There you That's go. Double bass <laughs> fucking like chugs and mm-hmm. fucking say the same thing and people will fucking jam it. It'll fucking be big. Oh yeah. DMX over chugs.
3: People. Break yeah. Faces. DMX over mm-hmm. chugs.
5: I mean, DMX was like meant for chugs. Yeah.
3: You know, and now and now the DMX is passed or maybe suspiciously. Um, Would you really wrong? You know, some fucking <laughs> I DMX. Well, AI could easily make That's up so. a, a GM, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> AI could easily make up an entire DMX over metal album for us this afternoon if we asked it to. That's yeah, true. that is
5: fucking crazy. That uh, is nuts. I mean, there's no money in music anymore. Which is crazy because like yeah. uh, when I was in a band, it was like the last I knew it was too. And I was like, I, I got way impatient. I was like, we got to fucking go now. We got to fucking try to push something right mm-hmm. now because we had like this good formula. But me doing that, it fucking destroyed everything. Anyways, there was that last little bit there. And what, 16, 17 years ago, as we were starting to go into the digital full on MP3 shit. And then I I knew it was going to fucking really go to shit. Now you got to fucking do cruise ships and fucking clinics Mm -hmm. and and all kinds. I mean, look at the band Lamb of God. Like they hit right at that point of they had money, Mm -hmm. right? Not a lot of money, but they had money. And then Randy goes to fucking prison. (laughs) And then all that money went away. Cause they even say they had like over a million dollars and they spent it all on Randy's fucking lawyers and all that shit. Fuck. I remember fucking talking to Randy. He came what to Iowa. Fuck like, did he go back to that country? I watched
3: that documentary
5: because and
3: he, I... he tries to, he, he's a,
5: a fucking, he's a woke man, right? Like the whole rebel flag thing was funny. I thought because there's, I think it's in uh, ashes of the way or not ashes awake, whatever that first DVD was, there's a concert clip where someone's waving the rebel flag. And he's like, I can see it. Wave that flag. high, you know? And then like just a couple of years later, it's like shaming people for it. But like they, he went back, you know, cause he's trying to be an upstanding dude. And like, he tells it like, you know, he lost a kid and they lost a kid and like, he didn't do anything wrong. But like, what is crazy is Lamb of God was booked for the very first Knot Fest in Council Bluffs, Iowa, and uh, then they, it was they were canceled, right? Because Randy's in fucking prison, and then like the day before we headed down to Knot Fest, I think, or a couple days before it, it was like two, three days before it, they announced that fucking Randy, they're coming straight to Iowa. He's he came straight from Prague to oh. Iowa. And then I fucking was drunk as shit, and I he fucking comes walking out of a place, and I start fucking. Oh, <laughs> I called Mark Morton Willie like three fucking times. It's very Willie? embarrassing. Like <laughs> that was <is> so <laughs> fucked up. Those were the good times. But They're yeah, okay. they they were right at the end there to make fucking good money, and then they had to spend mm-hmm. it all on Randy's fucking court shit. They you also know? did I mean, the last Ozfest, the free Ozfest. Oh, oh, didn't they? Yeah, so that was
3: that was kind of like the tip. It's just like they were giving everybody, um, Mm -hmm. is that hey, we're giving this last one away because it's fucking done. (laughs) Like the the industry shit
5: after that. I mean, look what Metallica has to do. uh, Oh, I mean, they have to do everything from uh, what's those things called that was with bitcoins, but not bitcoins, Ethereum. No, the thing that like Trump has some fucking cards. I can't remember what that's called.
3: Oh, 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 I know what you talk about. Nobody EFTs. can
5: remember. That's how big it was. EFTs. Like, EFTs. Yeah, NFTs, that's right. NFTs. Yeah, NFTs. Jesus. Yeah, I no, mean, no, Metallica's no. had to do the NFTs things, and which oh, some no. of the bands that's done that, those make sense, right? Yeah. You pay for an NFT, you get like a box thing, you get like mm-hmm. fucking tickets that are for life. You get like these, you get things, physical things. That makes fucking sense, right? But Metallica, I mean, they have to like release every concert, you know, has to be Filmed every fucking. They have to have like the Metallica club. the The pre releases, the concert tickets are a thousand fucking dollars. You know, it takes a fucking like two cities worth of power for one Metallica show. That's fucking crazy. How many of those shows are going on simultaneously around the United States? Those stadium shows, because it's not Mm -hmm. just Metallica's. Madonna's the one that called that. new york patriot put out of her doing uh revelations and doing this weird fucking seance fucking shit oh, geez. like uh th- those fucking things take so much power they take an entire fucking city grid worth of fucking power to Damn. run those and they go on simultaneously all at once good thing the power is going to go out here soon right <laughs> right it seems to be a big theme too everybody's now like talking about it now i mean everybody's bringing whitney on talking about you know the cyber attacks coming Mm -hmm. alex keeps saying you know the cyber attacks coming i mean i've been saying it for quite a while uh that basically you fucking shut the lights off and let everybody kill each other and you gotta do nothing i've said Mm -hmm. that for like a fucking decade once i knew what an emp was how it works and then when i was involved with the uh water crisis in toledo in 2013 and seen how fucking crazy people are and then with 2020 you just shut the fucking lights off and then the movies that are coming out right now one right after the other Mm -hmm. that are soft disclosures Mm -hmm. obama went over the fucking script to leave the world behind man like I can't remember who I brought it up to, and they're like, "Oh, you know, sometimes producers don't." No, that's not how this one works. There's no way you're gonna have your fucking name massive on there as a producer, and you didn't touch the fucking script. That they they have these like inside cabal fucking things, and mm-hmm. you didn't touch the fucking script. And then it that one just shows you because th- these are the Easter eggs, not the occult shit, right? But these little fucking like Easter eggs of what's gonna happen because yeah. in that movie they're on the outskirts, right? Mm-hmm. information goes down. They have no idea what's going on. They just think that their fucking phones and the internet's down. They have no idea that fucking the city's out of control, that the okay. cities are being burned. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it'll work its way out. And then that's why civil war is almost like part two, because you watch, yeah. civil War and you've got people. I just made a thing. It took me like two hours last night where I took uh, journeys when the lights go out in the city. Just, the I saw a- that, that was just the show. acapella. And put it to those two, because that's what it looks like, man. A hundred percent. Literally, it goes from that to now it's starting to move to the outskirts. And when that dude's like, you know, there's a civil war going on. And they're like, ah, Mm -hmm. we just don't watch the fucking news. Like, that is what we will come into. And the more that every fucking day, every fucking day. Like, I wrote a thing. It's over a year ago when I put that on my website about the sun how this is going to ramp up. They're going to tell you it's going to ramp up, that the sun, the bringer of life, is going to bring you fucking death, right? Mm -hmm. Because they've always talked about the sun knocking out, uh, Carrington 2.0, knocking out the power. They always talk about the power. Power, the power, the power, the power. Not anymore. Not anymore. They're only talking about the internet. The sun knocking the internet out and knocking out certain services. It won't knock out the whole. And then when you watch that fucking movie, their power is not out. Now, yeah, they're rich and shit. They might have a generator running, but how long can the, you know, how long do those run? Even if you have a good big generator, you know, I mean, they don't mention anything about filling up a diesel thing or anything Mm -hmm. like that. They mention one generator with a dude who's got a bunker, but the lights are on and Tesla's are still moving. Yeah. So they just shut the information off. They shut the communication off and that's all it's going to take. Oh, you shut the communication off because one, you can't access your fucking numbers on your bank account, on your ATM. At that point, when they can when people can't access those numbers. Oh God. Yeah. All hell will break loose because you're going to have merchants that are going to sit there and they're not going to give, you know, it's gonna be like, Oh, my thing, they just following orders, basically, you know, like Walmart people, they're going to be sitting there like, well, you can't have it. You know, and then it's it's going to be fucking chaos when I seen what happened when the fucking when they said Toledo, Ohio, which is a lot of people in Toledo,
2: mm-hmm.
5: when they said you can't drink the fucking water, you can't boil the water, don't touch the water, nothing like that. They said it at like three in the morning. And my brother who doesn't get up for shit is calling me at five o'clock in the morning about, oh, my God, I'm going to Michigan to get water. When our other brother has a fucking well, that's how crazy people are. You know, we have well water. He's running a Michigan. It's like, go get guns and food. Don't get, yeah, water. it's fine. And then on the news, they're telling you that the middle township of Toledo, that gets the same water from the same place. They can drink the water. Their water is fine, but everybody else is, you can't touch it. And by fucking like five six o'clock in the morning, there's lines already out it, it's a crazy story because my brother calls me i was about to move away from toledo so at the time i wasn't living in my house anymore i'd let the lease go and i was staying in our fucking shop in a compound so i was safe as fuck i was behind the fence and shit my brother calls me at like five o'clock in the morning which i thought was crazy i thought someone was dead this dude don't call me this fucking early and answered the phone he goes you see the fucking news i'm like it's five in the morning why the fuck would i be looking at the news and he goes well, you can't touch the water. There's a fucking water ban. Um, he's like, it's crazy. They already cleaned out Rite Aid because me and him lived on the same street. And up, up the street to the right was a Rite Aid. And uh, I'm like, whatever, dude. I'm like, where are you going? He's like, Michigan, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so I hang up the phone and I hit the Google thing. And this was back in 2013. So it automatically would bring up the news, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, boom, the first thing is Toledo water crisis. It's a picture of my street. Pretty much like they are standing out front of my brother's house with the camera pointed up to a line across the street. Right. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then I start looking, and then fuck, dude, by like eight o'clock, there's already stories of fights and shootings and people fucking like war going on over bottles of water, dude. Within it wasn't even 12 hours, and there was already fist of cuffs. There was, they already have to bring in the fucking National Guard. Like, dude. That's over water. People had like milk and stuff in their fucking fridge. Usually, this lasts like a couple of days. And then yeah. to tell you straight up, it was a beta test. Not only oh, did the God. middle township were they able to touch their water and drink it, right? What a mental thing, right there, mm-hmm. right? Like three or four days later, you can look it up. Look up Toledo water crisis. I gotta look up, but it's like three or four days later or something. They just go, yeah, go ahead and just run your water for like fifteen <laughs> minutes, and you're good. What? You just spent days telling us that the water treatment plant sucks so bad it cannot get this algae out, no matter what the fuck they do, and it's clinging to all the machines and it's all in the pipes. And now you just say, "Run your shit for 15 minutes and you're good,
6: and everything's back to normal."
5: And that's one of the clips. Like I made a montage of like mayors and officials drinking water. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a that's a nice little because. yeah that was one of the tactics the mayor had to stand outside the fucking plant and he st- i might have been there for that when they did that kind of like the east yeah.
6: palestine yeah, yeah. yep yeah. and like yeah. obama with flint
5: uh yeah you palestine yeah. you have dewitt or whatever his name is he did That's it right. in mm-hmm. house and then the mayor of east palestine did it and then uh yeah the fucking uh obama the mayor of flint did it yeah it's I made a montage. I got to find that. It's a montage. All them guys drinking the water. Because that bro. proves it. It proves that it's good, dude. Like, everything's <laughs> fine if you can drink the water. Yeah, and that's what happened. He drank the water, and it's like, okay, now you're good. I like, what the <laughs> fuck? What do you mean? Yeah. But, this is the Tainan? Like, no, I just run talking? it for a few minutes. And it was like a thing, too, because like a buddy of mine that I hadn't talked to for a while calls my phone, and he's like, is everything all right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, they don't have water there. I'm like, yeah, but I'm in a compound, but I got fucking gallons of water because we had water coolers. Mm -hmm. So I had all these, I had these little cone cups and five gallon things. And I was getting ready to go out and start selling, you know, like $10 cone cups of water. There you go. You know, get my money. Hell yeah. (laughs) Anyways, I got to head out guys. I got to go pick up my kid It's a Friday. It is a Friday.
3: Yeah. and uh we should also take this time as you part uh to thank the producers Chris what you got
5: going on coming up this weekend quickly before you go uh just my show at rained out raincast uh, it'll be on uh freeworld.fm I don't think I'm going to do video I'll just do audio for that for free world right on. 7 a.m. Right. 7 a.m that's retarded 7 p.m Sunday <laughs> okay freeworld.fm or go to rain.rancast.com
3: and that's 7 p.m what time zone
5: central perfect 7 8 p.m, PM central. eastern uh, yeah the rest i don't know so <laughs> i don't know the other zones yeah it's okay yeah
3: 7 7 <laughs> p.m central 8 p.m eastern that's good enough we got it all right thanks man um uh, looking forward to that and uh good luck to everybody over at free world we've been hearing a lot of good things and uh mm-hmm. steve will be there right now ish so um, uh, i don't know he's having troubles
5: with this oh, shit.
3: Oh, no, not again. Are you fucking kidding me on this show? Yeah. Technical gremlins, guys?
5: You know, <laughs> Yeah, what? you need to get that. We need to get that roadcaster fixed out. That roadcaster is oh, very detailed.
3: Yeah. Well, I, if you have 40 seconds, Chris, allow me to play this in, in regards to the technical gremlins. What's going on here? Okay, here's the theme. Here's the theme.
5: That's it right there, dude. Yeah, I probably can't even do that right now. That. There's a
2: problem That's it right there, dude
5: I like that i love yeah, it uh, throw that out there better. you know for the world to see but uh shit. yeah it's getting better and better with their editing oh
3: we're getting I love there really. it. we're getting there I love diy media is gonna be doing everything. some big things man the next upcoming year especially so it's a good it's gonna be a good time for us all i have, I have positive thoughts
5: of it hell yeah nice. Sweet. all right guys i'll uh, talk to you later graham i gotta get a hold of you about my merch stuff I... oh sure man yeah I'll shoot you an email oh yeah uh, it Good was talking again, man. Yeah. See you guys later. Uh
3: So great. Um, what's up? <laughs> now now that it's uh just the two of us let's mm-hmm. uh let's thank the producers and then i yeah. want to give you a sec to uh plug all the places where you could be found and what it is that you do just in case the audience isn't familiar, yeah, which sure. they fucking should be if they're here today but <laughs> just in case yeah but sure. uh yeah i, I have this uh, put together so this was the uh super rays uh for today uh if you uh put down a, a super ray uh, we will put that there. And did that not copy and paste and save for me? Son of a bitch. All right. <laughs> so we're batting a thousand on that so far. Nice. Let me copy and paste. And actually put it in the fucking thing. All right. And you have to save it, you son of a bitch. All right. Boom. There it is. So yeah, these uh, Super Rays, one from Greg Walker. Thank you. Uh, says, gentlemen, you want to know what my favorite part of that South Park movie was? Bill Gates getting shot in the face of which I believe he also sent us that clip. And I attached that to this week's source list, uh, which will be on Substack. Also, Chris Hassler says, uh, and thank you. Uh, what is the band in your intro? Love the show. Well, thank you. Um, the uh, band that's being played in the intro is Gideon, um, Gideon with, uh, featuring Jamie Josta from Hapri. That's, that's who you hear doing a lot of the vocals there that I've used in that. So, Had to use a little remix, kind of borrowed a little bit from the idea of the great work that uh, Randy from Soundwave, speaking of like DIY media people, Mm -hmm. uh, shout out to Randy for the good work that he's done with "Ain't wake up on their intro. So, yeah, I wanted to kind of have my own little like version of an intro like that going for Fridays. So, yeah, uh, I've been enjoying it. But in the future, though, I might be providing some original music if I can. So I'm going to be working on some shit like that for not only my show, but also other TMP shows. So Saturday night Anarchy is going to have a theme. Um, And then potentially some of the other ones that we have in the works over at TMP. So, and um, yeah, now that we've done that, um, Ryan, do you want to let the people know just like where your work can be found and, and just like kind of what the, what the whole thing behind the indie review is and why you do it or the independent uh,
6: review to be, uh, Oh, you're good. Yeah. I'd say the easiest place is Twitter, just reposting, you know, all the links, but you can go to indreview.org. And I kind of just lay out each clip of each show for that week. And then you can click on the link for the full show. And that way you can look at each source of every, you know, person that I found that week. And let's see. I mean, I do throw it on YouTube when it's not banned. Uh, so it's, that's kind of hit or miss. Uh, but then I try rumble and odyssey or my other two backups. So at least those, Those will have them. Um, YouTube's obviously just easier to share on Twitter with thumbnails and things like that. And I hate using it, but I might as well throw it out there like you guys talked about with how many people it can reach. And that's typically the audience I try to shoot at a lot because most people that are already watching this, you know, they're into this media. So a lot of it's just really trying to break into slightly normieville or even just people that just aren't aware of, you know, this type of media that they can get in. Kind of like how I was um, where I feel like there is a big group of people like myself where you just don't know about a lot of these avenues and you're interested in it and they're not totally just sucked into the, you know, matrix or the corporate media, the Smithmont media, like I call it. But yeah, I think yeah. there's a lot of people that just, you're just not aware. Right. So uh, that's kind of why I started it just to kind of clip stuff together. First, I kind of just did it for myself. And then Scott Armstrong is the one who told me to put it together as like a, like a mini version of grand theft world uh Scott for that then yeah he seems like a
3: really creative character himself he's I heard that he's quite the guitar shredder too I'd like to yeah Check. yeah
6: you should you should uh talk to Scott he's got some he can jam too he's got some good music yeah Yeah. yeah. um and uh but yeah he got me into that um and that's kind of what it is really I mean obviously you know if you're into stuff and you just don't have time either because there's so much out there and I obviously can't get everything every week but I just try to find some things that I'm familiar with that stand out that i listen to during the week as much as i can in traffic and at night and early morning um piece piece as much as i can together add some slight humor underground humor some people get from different cartoon shows and clips and uh they get it they get it they don't they don't but it adds a little humor to mostly you know not always the best news that's being shared so um, try to keep it fun try to put some random parodies together to throw it together and just kind of lighten things up and yeah just keeping on from that it's kind of just try to do it every week, probably around every Friday, Saturday, yes. I try to post it, um, and uh, just I'll have one probably later today, and then I'll have one obviously probably next Friday, and every week going forward.
3: There you go, and, and like you said, I mean, it, it's really shareable stuff because yeah. uh, you know we we do long form here in this format, and there's some people that really get into that. There's some people that are just like they they do long drives or they you know they're they're doing workouts and and running around where it. You know, they have the free time or, you know, you're those people at work that, you know, are still listening to something maybe when you shouldn't <laughs> be, but uh, you know, the people that have that kind of lifestyle, you know, they can get along with longer formats and even pick up on it later, you know, space it out throughout the day. I've had to do that with certain things, but oh, yeah. you know, have having a little clip there to give you like a taste of all these different places where you can go and different fields of interest. Cause there's so many different fields out there of interest. Like mm-hmm. I, I didn't know shit about the box saga until I listened to Andy uh, Rouse talk about it on AM Wake Up and then got yeah. interested in it. I mean, I really haven't done any deep dives into something like that. And it was it was great to get like just a little taste of what he does and then to be able to explore more of that. And if you could do that for other people, I certainly know that you know YouTube was a gateway for me, the, no doubt. I mean, with with people like Sargon of Akkad and others being on YouTube um, mm-hmm. until he was kicked off, and then uh, a lot of European creators first. I, I watched yeah. sort of the wave of of banishment start and begin in Europe, and then it finally came over to the states here for us all. And uh, man, Ryan Christian. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that boy, that boy can get himself banned from fucking anything.
6: Anything. Nothing. He's the like <laughs> one of the most censored people I've ever seen.
3: He's not allowed to have a fucking frosty card at Wendy's. Like no. nothing. <laughs> they give him nothing. They he's go hard at that guy. Bad. And
6: they he's a do. trooper for bouncing through, man. He just plows right back through. He doesn't care. I love it. And the thing is, he's not like the flamethrower type you know yeah. what i'm
3: saying like he's not out there mean. he's not fucking he usually i mean uh, he says fuck a lot on AM wake up that's for sure, sure. But he's but he's never like you know like fucking screaming in the mic about shit no losing his temper like he's a mild-mannered like respectable kind of personality mm-hmm. and Very i've never got anything else yeah yeah it's, anything else from it's the wild day. yeah probably like, spits so many facts. someone like that yeah that's too like too much truth somebody like that yeah it really is yeah. there's others that kind of deserve it there are times yeah. where i'm just like this motherfucker was out there or even some of them as uh, ken silva has pointed out too in the past some of them are actually are an op <laughs> they're an actual work they're out yeah. there telling people to do violent shit when they're actually being like a fbi informant or whatever the mm-hmm. fuck at the same time so yeah yeah like it's kind of weird but yeah ryan never does that he's he's always been about nonpartisan, you know mm-hmm. like non-two-party paradigm bullshit um, he's he's always given a uh, platform to people like Whitney Webb and other people. That's why I know that name so much too. Yeah. Uh, and started reading into some of her stuff. Like when I first started doing this show, to be able to go to Unlimited Hangout uh, and, and read some of the articles that they were putting out about COVID, like finding out about creatures like Alex sure. Karp and others that they're just like these names in the shadows of like these, you know, these mysterious people that have so much fucking power. And even when it comes down to media. Like what we were able to do this past week on Rumble to even be sitting here. I mean, I don't know if you saw that Rumble made a little announcement that Mm -hmm. Tucker Carlson is going to be a part of Rumble. I wonder if that had anything to do with the massive crash the other day and the shit show that ensued. They blamed it on a cyber attack, which sounds like a fucking op because they showed nothing of evidence that it was a cyber attack. So (laughs) that leaves you scratching (laughs) your head like when the CEO of a company the size of Rumble, right, which is now, you know, it's a billion dollar company or entity at least, is it not? I mean, so when you're when you're talking about even a platform that I'm allowed to be on, these people are both using the same rhetoric and believe in the same institutions and are part of the same institutions that they claim to be against. Like it just seems like th- mm-hmm. there is a conflict there, and I understand that it, it drives our audience, especially on the Rockfin chat, insane because it seems like Rockfin is like it. one of the only platforms that's sort of aside from that type of ownership. But I've even heard word that that's not necessarily the thing either. Yeah. But they definitely don't like people that want to put free stuff on their no, platform. Because,
6: no, they yeah, Steve gets regulated on that for AM and just not charging people. And yeah, it's um. Yeah, it's a it's it's going to be interesting how this plays out each year, you know, especially going into next year and how these media avenues turn out. Um, I'm sure it will go in cycles like like you said, with people somehow obviously being allowed on YouTube again now and certain stuff and then other people aren't. It's it's really odd how it's going in, you know, kind of what they're allowing and then don't allow a uh, cycle. Um, and I hate to cut you off, but I, I do have to go up. Uh, grab my no, kid she has like yeah. a school assembly she's doing a presentation so i have to go uh i <laughs> know uh, be there yeah, for her actually, actually wrap break. things up now too because uh, oh right yeah on. i i just had like maybe one more article
3: to bring up about george santos but that's it yeah I'll okay i just, just kind of ran about that for a couple minutes while we wrap sure. things up but uh yeah if you got a dip man i understand Yeah, sorry about oh. that yeah no, no 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 worries at all uh, well, I'm i appreciate, appreciate you having, having me it man yeah no oh, absolutely yeah. and uh yeah we veered off into heavy metal territory because uh, i'm sure if you give chris and i like eight to twelve hours to talk about metal we probably wouldn't even cover half the shit we want to talk
6: about hell yeah so <laughs> but, <laughs> it's all good <laughs> man always yeah, a good time man. i love it. the shit you do and you know and part of am wake up and this whole crew uh i think it's a kick-ass community and uh it, I it really is can only see it getting bigger
3: yeah, man. Yeah, uh, it will. It will. And in 2024, we could do some big things with it. And uh, yeah. hey, as as much as we can promote uh, your work over there, and and you're helping so much, at, you know, with the merch, like providing oh, yeah. a, a stream of of revenue for channels like this to be able to survive all of this too. Like right. whatever cyber attacks or whatever deplatforming, or whatever other t- type of shadow banning, you mm-hmm. help people overcome that because you give them a, a the chance to actually make money where monetization isn't there.
6: Yeah. No, I love uh, being able to give them some kind of opportunity. And it's like, I actually feel good about working with people that I know are doing a good thing out there. You know? Yeah. That's, that's that's a win-win.
3: That's way commerce should work. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So much else in life, you know, so it's good to be able to do that voluntary exchange proof proof that it works. Proof of concept. Thank you, Myron. Uh, you're welcome back anytime, my friend. And, uh, we'll probably do a a new year's uh, countdown show on the 29th. So Sounds since good. you cover so much, I would love to hear what you think the big four news uh, stories of this year were. Okay. I'll do, some, uh, I'll do four. some
6: recapping on that for sure. You got it. Yeah. Man.
3: Yeah. It's hard to do.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I <laughs> agree. Like that. <laughs> yeah. We'll All get
6: right. through it. All right, brother. Yeah. Talk to you later. All right, thanks, buddy. Yeah. Thanks again. You have a good day. Will do, man. You too. All right. Peace.
3: Peace. All right, folks. So I have this for you before we wrap. I'll give you guys a little bit of overtime today. Um, thank you everyone that's been in the chats. Um, thank you over on the uh, Rumble chat over on the AM Wake Up. Uh, we got some uh recommendations for metal to check out. Apparently, uh, Damnation AD's cover of the Cures pornography album definitely gonna have to check that out then. Um, Harps has been dropping all kinds of uh tracks for us to check out too. Shout out to Harps. I I think he had to go uh, finally get some sleep. The nocturnal creatures among us Uh, also uh shout out to uh tom cooper for being in the chat definitely check out saturday night anarchy uh our friend ryan who was just here a moment ago uh has has been on the past two weeks it's a great uh little panel show that people can just get together um grab a mic and and talk about these things and the chat can get involved too Uh, so it's an open format pretty much you know they have a couple topics that they start off with but it can just sort of go anywhere And uh, the good thing about it is we've had some other amazing people on. Um, I saw Nature Boy in the Rockfin chat a little bit earlier. Nature Boy has been on uh, Saturday Night Anarchy. And we've also had really interesting people, you know, people talking about what it's like to be a truck driver and what's going on in in that situation. We talked to Milkmen from uh, Australia. Uh, we, we got a lot of crazy people, uh, that come on the show and hopefully more. And if you out there listening, you're like, Hey, I'd, I'd love to get on a panel show and be able to just shoot the shit with a couple people, uh, get at, uh, Tom or I, you know, just, uh, shoot us a DM or whatever. And, uh, we'll, we'll give you a link, you know, hop, hop in the conversation. And then, uh, yeah, if you got nothing else to do on a Saturday night, jump, jump in the chat too, while we're, while we're at it. Um, now we also, uh pulled this aside for you today this is uh our our title of our episode today was about george santos and the reason why i wanted to bring this up since we were just talking about uh streams of revenue and things that are available to creators like am wake up (laughs) um this article in particular from the new york times as i bring it over to the fucking thing all right i hate this new setup not doing this new setup ever again. Boom. All right. But it says here uh, from the New York Times, Santos reaps uh, notoriety's rewards as prospect of prison still looms. A video star on Cameo since being expelled from Congress, George Santos has begun negotiating with prosecutors in hopes of avoiding trial on a 23-count indictment, otherwise working on a plea deal to bury the evidence of how corrupt the government actually is. So he gets to cock tease people on Cameo by telling them like, yeah, if you want to know how the corrupt government really is, I'll tell you, just send me some money on Cameo. And uh, yeah, it says, if there were any notion that George Santos's expulsion from the House of Representatives might find him in a state of self-worn disgrace the past several days would appear to prove otherwise. In the 10 days since he was kicked out of Congress, Mr. Santos has carried his hard-won notoriety with panache, uh, gross word. He has participated in several lengthy on-camera interviews, including a yet-to-be-aired segment with the comedian, what the fuck is that even, z Famudo Gave it a shot. Uh, he, was, he has become a breakout attraction on Cameo, it says in the article, raising his price for a recording video message to $500, immediately placing him among the site's top-shelf talents. Now, it says so many people have bought his videos that in an interview this past weekend with Marcia Kramer on WCBS TV, Mr. Santos said he had already earned the equivalent of his $174,000 congressional salary in one week. And that, he added, is actually factual. Hmm. Now, here's my problem with it, folks. What the fuck? Do you expect to be factual out of this person's mouth? I didn't see any receipts there. Did you? Now, if that arch, tr- if that is true, I mean, let's just think about it in, in this context. Then, um, if that is true, oh boy, we live in such a fucked up world. How could somebody make one hundred and seventy-five grand off of cameo videos, <laughs> and and probably not even tell them shit? Like that—that's—that's the other thing too. Like, what the fuck is he actually saying on these things? Like, anybody out there ever seen any one of these videos he's apparently done? Um, I—I I haven't. So, um, now with that, um, also with this article, let me get back to screen share here. Hate this setup. Fucking hate this setup. Um, That so many people have bought his videos. It said 175,000. Yeah, that he added is actually factual, but it says for Mr. Santos, the price of that notoriety may be looming. On Tuesday, he appeared in federal court on Long Island where prosecutors and his lawyer told a judge that they were in the early stages of negotiating a plea agreement that could negate the need for a trial. So it's just something where I don't, don't, you know, sound like a broken record, guys. But this is something that we talk about a lot here at The New Prisoners. Uh, Something I mentioned in this conversation probably a couple times already. But whenever people give you the allure, and this is what I was getting at with uh, my conversation with Chris about the whole Jacob Chansley thing, or whatever the fuck his name really is, is that these people that take these plea deals, they're able to still go out and milk good-natured people that want to make a difference in this world that believe them when they sell them their horseshit. That's the awful thing about it. Is that names like that, like this horned fuck, will probably be able to make money and have notoriety and fame where other people are sort of taken out of the conversation entirely by censorship, Fed entrapment, whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever means necessary. Right. Well, and then the the ones that take these sort of plea agreements and work with the state, they're able to go out and do big Twitter spaces. They're able to be on Tim Pool's show. They're able to get a lot of attention. And there's still people that believe in them. There's still people that are willing to give their money to them. They're willing to pay to see them speak. They're willing to support and share all the things that are out with them on it on the internet and they monetize that now that's not only sick (laughs) we talked about slipknot you know before the whole thing i think is sick um but not only is that sick but also with what chris has been uncovering recently with this pogo stuff well how much of that is meant to be you know are, are these are these people here like Jacob and others and the woos news and the, and the other fucking people that I probably wouldn't agree with. Should we be more suspicious? You know, when people don't show you receipts when people don't show you or be honest with you, it hurts. It's hard. I mean, that, that's an element that makes anonymity on these shows hard for me because there's only so much that I can demonstrate to you. And what I'd get for that has always been in question. So as we move forward into 2024, I intend to show people more, not just about myself, but about what TMP is able to do. I think that there's a lot of characters out there in media that we could do much better without, and, and instead of worrying about going to war with them in any sense, I, I I think that they're better off just left untouched. Um, we have a good circle, we have a good culture, at am Wake Up. I believe that. I think that the people that are brought in on these shows and the people that are pop, you know, often guests on these shows, are really well meaning most of the time. Some that I disagree with, of course. But I think that what we do here and the way that we explore ideas uh, should be proliferated. So everything that people do to support AM Wake Up and TMP, I do think that we're still doing what we can to subvert the institutions that we're doing this on. Because if not, I don't know what the hell we're doing. There has to be a way to break this system. And if we can't do it by the old means, and the rough means, then perhaps we have to do it by more intelligent means. And to do that, we need each other. We need each other sharing ideas and being able to do that in an uncensored platform, in an uncensored format. Because the more we hold ourselves back with any other type of dogmatic rules, then it's going to take us longer to do this. And I already think this is a generational type of leap that we're asking for humanity to do. So, the more that we move forward into 2024 now, I think we're going to experience a tremendous amount of influence from these big names like Carlson and Jones. But maybe we don't need to pay so much attention to them. I don't know. Maybe there's better things to look at like stopping these fucking wars. I can't imagine that within the alternative and DIY media community that we can't come to some sort of coalition or agreement to end these, these foreign occupations that the U.S. is constantly stealing our money to provide. I don't know how we stand for it. And I mean that in the most peaceful way. I don't want us to stand for it. And with Republicans putting another NDAA in for next year that's going to no doubt be signed by the president that they constantly or claim that they're against. I mean if we stop paying attention to this two-party system, does it go away? It hasn't for me. I don't feel so involved in it. I feel more detached from it than ever in my life, but I don't think it's going anywhere. Must it be infiltrated? Or can it be refused? I think that's something that we could look into. How does one refuse to participate? And if we're not allowed to refuse to participate, then what are we? So until we meet again, and until we are free, we are the new prisoners.